You are listening to the I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast. Leave your feelings at the door because we coming with that realness, my nigga. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, this is the I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast. I am Arizona Verse. He is Soul Popo. And now that that is out of the way, nigga, we in this building. We in this piece. Yo, let me ask you something. I'm not sure Yo, what's good? too familiar, but um, if you've ever had a detox before, uh, if you know, herbal supplements, um, and you know, I know there's really good, you know, little things for a good thirty-three dollars uh, that you, you know, drink a pill, or whatever the hell flushes your shit out. But how much far in advance would you need to cut your indulgence? before taking this detox or is it kind of thing to where I can smoke tonight, take a detox in the morning, take a piss test later that day. Are you familiar? The technical answer is that you're supposed to be able to, with those detox things, take them the day of, and you could be not even 24 hours removed from hanging out with Mary. Mm -hmm. But to be on the safe side, I normally recommend about a week off and then do I'm like the yeah, man. yo, I know about a week off some cranberry juice and some detox and you'll be straight because that cranberry juice, it has those uh, antioxidants or whatever. And so it soaks all that stuff up. So like um, a detox that was like a couple months ago and uh, I got some cranberry juice and I've drunk a half a gallon in one night. That next morning, I felt kind of like sick. Because it sucked, like it got all those toxins. It pulled all of that crap out of the fatty cells and all that. And I was peeing like a storm the next day, but I flushed out a ton of fucking toxins and I felt better. So it is something that you uh, want to do. But uh, yeah, it definitely, um, yeah, I'd say a week. I'd say a week. <laughs> because I had, um, see, I was doing real good. You know how, how I'm in between gigs right now, you know, yeah. looking for the for the beautiful future that's going to allow me to, you know what I'm saying, grow in fruition and whatnot, or not, hopefully not in fruition, because fruition is a bad thing, right? Repeating yourself and vanity. Oh, I don't uh, even remember. Uh, Nigga, I ain't go to college. Well, I, I need it. That's the damn problem. You know what I'm saying? They won't fucking see that you have a fucking four year and some bullshit that ain't some bullshit. Uh, anyways, I had you know, take, take a little bit off, you know, give enough shit for Lent, you know, got to enjoy myself. And then once you fucking know, as soon as, you know, I had indulged, then an opportunity comes in. I'm thinking, well, fuck, I, got, I might have to piss test for it. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the universe is with me. And I, and I know the universe is with me. But I'm thinking the universe wanted me there at that fucking particular place. So I go, looking by the little by a little thing, you know, cranberry the fuck up. Like I'm talking about just drinking it the whole fucking day. That's all it was. It was beautiful. It was damn near delicious. And then just for that shit not to show up, I'm thinking, God damn it. I wasted a good, you know, so, so many dollars, you know, just for them to go through, <laughs> just for me to be able to indulge again and then have another interview come up. I'm like thinking, damn, I should have really, you know, I should I should I should have watched myself. It's hard to know. Yo. And that's the reason why it's complete and utter bullshit that uh we live in the year 2017 and Herbal shit is uh, considered illegal. It was actually funny. At my gig, we had this town hall earlier in the year where they brought um, all of the company together. Uh, we were over at the Suns Arena, and uh, we had like a big event. 
showing like video clips. And one of the video clips they showed, it was this dude that was from like Chicago. And he just had this sad tale about how he was taking care of his uh, parents until they died. And then when they died, he was like, well, there's nothing else for me out here in this state. So I'm going to go over here to Arizona. And he came to Arizona and he went to uh, uh, one of our uh, centers and he got a gig. And then, you know, he got his life together and so on and so forth. And I'm sitting there. I was like watching it. I'm all like almost getting teary eyed. I'm like, man, this shit is this. This shit, I'm inspired, yo. This is a good motherfucking uh, story. And then come to find out the nigga got fired uh, a week later because uh, he got in an accident and um, he had cocaine in his system. And uh, doesn't cocaine like leave the system within like 24 hours or something like that? Two days, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Depending on fucking how, you know, how... Yeah, about two days. That's what I was always told. You see, party. Fucking sweat up during the weekend and you back home, baby. See, and that that's bull, that's utter bullshit that these Caucasian drugs, you get to flush out of your system within 24 hours. Okay, you good. We ain't worried about that shit. But you hang out with Mary. You you and Mary better not have slept together in like four weeks to be safe because they're they going to come get your ass. And it'll make Mary, Mary leaves a stench on you when you when you beat them guts up. She leaves a stent on you. I think like like any because because right, you figure a good side bitch is someone who's gonna be by your side when you need them, right? You know what I'm saying? Then just shut the fuck up, you know, when when they not with you. But just like any fucking side bitch that catches feelings, she's she gonna leave a mark. She gonna leave her her little paper trails, her fucking her lead, lead behinds and what mm. what not. Oh, your mic just popped. Oh, I think Popo hitting the reset on the vocal. He's still spitting bars. I don't think he know. Oh, there you go. He back. He back. He was. I see. He was still dropping bars. It was like Kendrick and DNA. I got. I got. I got. Wait. Here's my mic. Okay. Yo, have you seen the video today? Yo, that's my shit. Yo, with motherfucking Don Cheadle. Yo, the original Kung Fu Kenny. Oh my God, I love that shit. I got. Yo, I'm still. Not to switch topics, but I'm still bumping Kendrick. Oh no, for damn sure. Yeah, that shit that shit's on fucking mad repeat. I was trying to try to listen to the Wale thing, but that ain't fucking do it. Uh, Yo, I'm a I'ma get to Wale and then I need to get to Childish Gambino because Awaken My Love I still haven't listened to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I gotta wait until damn is out of my system. I got it because I can only take so many at once. So I'm like, let me get damn out of my system. Once, then I'll check something else out. You but keep partying to you know, or you can't take that drug test until you know you get you get that shit out your system. So speaking oh of which, because you on to big and better things, what's the situation with that? Oh, holy hot damn! Um, I guess uh, I guess you could say um, oh, and in the uh, you know nice segue from uh, damn because uh, is it wickedness? Is it weakness? You decide. Yo, uh, life is a motherfucker. And uh, your boy, uh, Verse, um, is sad to say that um, as a... As a, yeah, I'm a 33-year-old black male, and now I'm officially a statistic. Um, They got me in the motherfucking system, Popo. I blame the Illuminati, personally, because I've been playing hard to get with them niggas on Instagram. You ain't been following me on... I I told you uh, Illuminati slid my DMs. You said they was following you, they were trying to invite you, and... Yo, they've been little of me, you know what I'm saying? Them them niggas been Illuminati got in my DMs about two, three weeks ago, and I'm just like, man, give me some time. Let me think about this. And all of a sudden your boy got a criminal record as uh I got arrested for the first time in my motherfucking life. 
I honestly thought you were using break the mold. You was the first black man I knew that didn't have a record on them. Yo, hey, all I gotta say, I'm 33. Jesus died at age 33. I'm Word. just saying, my my clean record died at age 33. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, but uh, that's when I, 33 was the age of thousand half kids. I figured you you gonna live your life, and then it's gonna end when you have kids. I thought I thought okay, bam, it's gonna happen. When I'm 33. Yeah. I'm scared now. Who knows? Who knows what the world got in store? So how the book? So how that shit even happen? You said Yo, it was over a motherfucking tail light. It was a headlight. So um, I, I got out of work, and this was uh, this was the night before Cinco de Mayo, and so I didn't I didn't get out of work until uh, like 11 p.m. or something like that. I'm driving home and uh, apparently, yeah, I had a driver's side headlight that was out apparently. And uh, so I didn't know because I'm inside the car. I'm not looking at the headlights. I don't know the motherfucker ain't working and um, got pulled over. And then uh, so they I knew like I knew the situation was going to go bad because it wasn't one cop. It was the two cop scenario where they had me pull over. One came from this side. Another came with his flashing, blinding light from this side or wherever and hitting me with the flashlight all in the eyes and just shit got all crazy and all that. And, uh, yeah, and so they uh, pulled me over, told me about the headlight and all that. Um, They're asking questions, you know, you got a brother in um, white town. Then, hey, what you doing around these parts? You supposed to be around here, nigga? And um, so you get to asking questions. And, uh the cop is shining his light into my eyes and he's like, um, yeah, your uh, pupils are like dilated or something like that. I think something's up. I'm going to need you to get out the car. I'm like, fuck. So me as African-American male in America, in Arizona, I'm not arguing with no motherfucking cops. We niggas get shot and killed and then they'll fucking play on Fox News how I got suspended from eighth grade for breaking a fucking water pipe or some shit. Uh, and so, and is your mic on? I can't hear you. Oh, if you've been talking, I ain't heard a word you saying. I know that you're engaged and I see your face. You're engaged in the story, but I can't hear shit you saying. But uh, so, yeah, so. So I'm sitting there. So then they flash a light on me, say about the pupils and all that. I'm like, okay. And they're like, you know, have you been drinking? I'm like, no, I ain't been drinking. And so, um, get out the, so I get out the car and then they bring me, uh, they have me walk over to the, on the sidewalk and, uh, they want to do, um, yeah, they want to do a sobriety test. And so let me remind you that I've been at work. And I do walking. I walk probably about 12,000 steps a day at work. I've been at work for about nine hours. Huh? How do you know the exact equivalent? Yo, because... No, I don't have a Fitbit, but I've worked with at least two or three different employees who have had Fitbits that do close to the amount of walking I probably do in a day. And they're all hitting around 10 to 12,000. So I'm like, okay, I'm probably taking about 12,000 steps a day. And, um... And so, yeah, so I got to go, I got to do the whole sobriety test. And the one that fucked me up was the one when you got to walk, when you got to put your feet in front of him, because he had me stand in that position. And then he talked for two minutes to explain the whole test, what he needed me to do. I'm standing at that position for like two minutes. And as are you ready? Okay, go. And so I do it and my legs are tired. And I'm at this point, you know, I got generalized anxiety issues. 
mm-hmm. Popo, how many episodes did we do last year about my panic attacks? More importantly, how many episodes did we miss because of your motherfucking panic attacks? The show almost ended because of my panic attacks. We were off for six months because I was trying to get my shit together because I've lost control of this shit. So, so I'm saying, how, how, yo, how in the scale of shit my pants to, you know, tiny kibbles and bits, how freaked out were you once once they pulled up until once they set, they flashed the light on your ass? Nigga, I was, I was at a decent level. And then I did reach a point where I'm like, okay, I got to talk to myself now because after they handcuffed me, I was like, I got to talk to myself because I was like, if I don't talk to myself, I I was like, I see a panic attack coming. And unfortunately, a panic attack, you act in erratic ways and all that. And that's perfect time for the shop, the cops to shoot and kill you. Cause oh, he was acting crazy. He must've been on something. I'm sorry. I'm just African-American, uh, African-American in America with PTSD and generalized anxiety issues. So anyway, so I, I almost want, would have wanted you to pull off a panic attack. That way you could have <laughs> fucking had an epileptic seizure in the back seat. That way you could have sued. Set up for five million. Got his better equipment. We'd have a fucking studio. A milli, a milli, a milli. So no, and so do all that. And so then they want me to take uh, a breathalyzer. And so he's like, if what you told me is true, he was like, this breathalyzer should come back 0.00. And he had me blown into it. And sure enough, it came back 0.00 because I have not been drinking. Um, and then so he's like, yeah, something still isn't right about this. Uh, I don't think that you should be. At all by your anxiety issues or just- no, that came later. That came later. So uh, he's like, basically, like, something still ain't right. Yeah, I don't think you should be driving. Uh, Yeah, basically, I think you're on something. I'm going to take you in. So they handcuff me. I'm like, fuck. So then they uh, take me over. They're taking everything out of my pocket. And then it's funny because I have a little black notebook that I keep in my back pocket, which is my work notes. And they took that out. And, you know, everything that they grabbed, they they think they found. So, oh, oh, what is this? Oh, what's this little black book you got back here, Mr. Negro? And I'm like, that's my... Well, they ain't say Negroes. You know, I'm throwing those Negroes in there. So, uh, but uh, he's like, yeah, what's what's his black book? And I'm like, it's my work notes. And then he opened it and saw that, yeah, it was work notes, you know. And uh, then they put me in the back of the car. And this is this. Yeah. Before you tell me, if they're throwing you back in the car, you're going to put a plunger in your ass. Were they both white? Uh, white and I want to say Hispanic. Okay. I want to say the other guy was Hispanic. And again, and you're a black man in downtown where there was just downtown Whiteville. White, downtown Whiteville, where the state coming from even Whiterville. <laughs> well, they didn't know that. Had they known? No, no, I because they asked where I came from. I told them where I was coming from, what city I work in. So I was a black male in Whiteville, coming from even Whiterville. Nigga, something is suspicious though. Now I, I can understand why they, they're like, "Oh, you gotta have something on you." This nigga's up to something. And uh and you, gotta, and you so, have a quarter of the gas. Come on now. What you up to? <laughs> nigga, what you up to? Nigga, you a little too happy right now. And uh so and this is the part where it got uh tricky and I won't go into full details and different things or whatever, but basically they put me in the back of the squad car and then continued to search my car and pop my trunk and go through my backpack and a whole bunch of stuff without a warrant. Thought they needed a warrant to do stuff like that. 
that's the kind of probable cause. Is that because and your ass not fucking giving them any easier evidence gives them a fucking cause? Nigga, didn't didn't Jay Z learn us? Uh, the glove compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my rights, so you're gonna need a warrant for that. Aren't you sharp as a tack? You some type of lawyer or something, somebody important or something? Uh, Fucking and so yeah and so you wouldn't dare fucking stop them or try to say something. No, because I'm not trying to get shot. God damn, this is this country. See, so fucked up thing. Because had you been white, you would have been like, sir, I'm I could have rights. Yo, I could have yelled so much shit. But being black, I'm being black with generalized anxiety disorder. I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I don't want to. I don't want to get shot right now. Fuck. And so, uh, so yeah, so then they go through my bag and they come across my prescriptions because you know, my bag is my purse. I keep all my prescriptions in there. And so, uh, I got, uh, uh, two bottles of Tylenol, one that was prescribed from urgent care and one ibuprofen that was subscribed from urgent care. And, um, they say she about that? What about what yes? About so they're asking, you got a lot of pain pills in here. What's up with all these pain pills? And I was like, Well, that's my MERS. And I'm like, Did I reference it as that? Yeah, I referenced it to as my man purse. That's my man so, purse, oh, my MERS. Huh? I'm just I'm just trying to keep it a buck fifty. And so I'm like, I keep my medication on me. And I was like, you know, I go to work and I was like, and they were like, why do you have so many pain pills? I explained to them because I'm on that flat spending. And so, you know how you have the year that you use it. You put into it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and at the end of the year, it doesn't roll over. And so you can check on the prescription. The prescriptions are from December. I was at urgent care because I had some issue either with my ear or some with my lungs. I can't remember what it was, but they prescribed me a bunch of mucinex, Tylenol, ibuprofen and all that. Issues like this is how you uh, clear out your flat spending. You, you know, you use these items and all that. So I'm like, okay. That's some, wait, so, that's some fuck shit. That's some real, like they're really trying to nitpick because it wasn't like you had some nigga. Yeah, fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, Percocets. Yeah, some motherfucking ibuprofens. Like, and I'm pretty sure they're probably, what, six, eight hundred? Like, yeah. Buy, and you know what I'm saying? The standard, yeah. yeah. As opposed to you to buy two over the counter, like some bullshit. But keep going. And so, and so, the, basically, and then, um, so yeah, so they go through all that, and then the guy comes over, and you know he's asking questions about the medication and all that, and he's like, yeah, he's like, the reason why we think something is up is because with your pupils dilated, and uh, even though the breathalyzer was at zero point zero, he's like, with your eyes being the way they are, he was like, that's a sign of you being on a much harsher drug or something to that extent. So basically, yeah, I know you got a zero on his breathalyzer, but I think you high off of something. So we're trying to find that other something, we can't find it. So so, uh, so then they finish all that and then they take me down to jail and you know, your boy, Arizona verse has never been to jail now. So wait, did you, did you go to the fourth Avenue jail? No, they kept me in where I was at in Gilbert. Uh, so he was downtown still. No, no. Already in already Whiterville. <sighs> Nigga. I was three minutes away from home. Oh my goodness! You know, you know, you know, you are a statistic, right? Statistically speaking, you're gonna be fucking pulled over a quarter mile from your fucking house. That's yep. what happened. Yep. Damn. I was literally, yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah. did you know about? Did you realize your tail, your headlight was out? Nigga, no. I'm in the car. 
I don't, and that's the thing that I hate about that whole, oh, your tail light or your rear light is out. That's the thing I hate. Someone has to tell you that. Right. You it's, don't know until someone tells you. And it usually, too, and, and I've had the situation, especially because with my Jeep, man, the, the tail light, because it, it had a fuse out. So occasionally it, it busts out. And occasionally you have those nice people that while they're fucking driving, try to tell you your tail lights out or something, something to that extent. People don't have no fucking time for that shit. Motherfuckers are too in a hurry. People can't give a fuck about you. If anything, it'd be hilarious to see someone else get pulled over. No one has the time. To tell Nigga, they, they too busy driving, trying to check their Facebook at the same time to tell you what's going on with your car. But then again, so, so a tail light and maybe my, me being biased is a little bit more difficult for you to be able to realize unless again, someone tells you your headlights, you should be able to see it, especially if it's the nighttime. See, and my lights are on and I can see perfectly clear. Like it. Yeah. I don't know. I it looked like my headlights was on. I couldn't tell. Like it didn't even look like something was off on this side. Like it looked like my headlights was on. So, so was in fact when your headlights actually burnt out. <laughs> And that's actually the funny part. I still ain't even had a check yet because my car got towed. I got my car out of tow. It's here, but I haven't been driving it because I'm not trying to get shot for getting pulled over a fucking again. So, um, so to get it, how long was it in there for? Just a day, nigga. I got Ned's day. I got that motherfucker the fuck out. Give me my goddamn property, motherfucker. I paid that nigga. Take these bills. Give me my shit. So, uh, but it was still almost a hundred. It was almost a hundred. Yeah, it was almost on it. I remember I went there. Well, in a little situation that I was in, I think a half an hour later, it was about I think between two to three hundred. So mm. kind of got a little. It's still shitty to have to lose that money. You know what I'm saying? Still Yo, and with tow companies, I'll never forget the time when my car got towed in South Phoenix, and they towed it about thirty miles away to Power to Power Avenue. I was like, you motherfuckers passed about a thousand tow places before you mother, because, you know, they charge you by the mouth. So anyway, this is America. And this is how the us regular folks get dicked around by people above us. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I got taken to jail. They uh, took me in there. I'm still handcuffed. Um, and this is the other part where I fucked up at. Um, they they told me that I had to take a blood test and I took a blood test. I later found out from somebody else. They were saying that's part of the right to remain silent. You didn't have to take a blood test, but I was under the impression how they had said it like that. I'm going to be here for a while. If I don't take this blood test and remind you, Got off work at 11 o'clock at night. Now we're about in the midnight hour. I get to be at work at 7.30 in the morning. I got to be over to the college campus to help with the drive. Oh, so, so it, wasn't, it wasn't that night. It was the next day that you went. You so went it was downtown. the... It was the night before I went downtown. Yeah, so I got off work at my regular gig, and then I was heading home, and then you got arrested, and then the next night was when I had to go down to Tempe to the college. I'm, I'm thinking that you was downtown, you know what I'm saying? Some Asians had I got you all discombobulated, you know what I'm saying? The whole fucking police had pulled you over for twerking your neck too fucking far back. I'm thinking that's what happened. So you were literally no. on your way home from work. From work, just heading home from work. 
Oh, and so, uh, so yeah, so they, uh, I do the blood test and by this point, me and this officer has hit it off because to give you an idea of my state of mind, like I'm not angry, but I'm also not happy. I'm just kind of not talking. I'm just kind of there. All right. Okay. I'm being respectful every so often something funny might happen or somebody may, you know, between them talking, I'll do, you know, laugh like that was funny, you know, but other than that, I uh, didn't have a lot to say. And uh, by this point, the cop was. And I'm wondering, do you think cops take that as respectfully or not? Because mind you, no, this is there to protect and serve, but they're not very customer service oriented. So then, does that mean that you need to fucking yuck it up and have to fucking lick their ass, even though you're they're obviously pulling a power move? No, and this is when I think the human element in the cop that arrested me started to come forward because he can tell by how I was reacting. He had said to me, he was like, "You ain't never been in trouble before, have you?" I said, nope, never been arrested, never even actually got suspended from school. That whole eighth grade water thing, I got sent home from school for one day. Come back tomorrow. We're just going to send you home for the day. Never been in trouble. And so by this point, he's like, fuck. And then he's kind of apologizing um, about uh, kind of the situation wherever. And so anyway, take I'm taken back up to the front. Um, then they take me to the back. I got to do the fring- fingerprints. Oh my God, is that shit high tech now? Oh, yeah. nigga, they got me. Illuminati ruled my mind, soul, and body. Them niggas got me. They got some digital shit where they put your, like, it ain't just the, oh, here's some ink and you put your finger in there and you touch this paper. No, they got some digital yeah. scanner shit that they wrap your finger around and you get the perfect circumference. They got all the fingerprints. They got the side of my hand. They got the palms. Nigga, they got everything. I'm on foul. Then they sent me over to get my mug shot. Did the mug shot. And then they took me. I sat there. I just did the kind of one eyebrow up like. Which we turned the gangster? No. I was just trying to make that like. Did you, Y'all got did the you, wrong nigga. Did you like hook online the, to fucking try to nigga. picture? That's what I'm about to get to. Oh. So uh they took the mug shot and all that. And um I wasn't looking mean. I don't I wasn't trying to look mean if I did come off mean. But um, and so yeah, so I've been looking since then, but I still haven't popped up online. I've Googled it a couple times because it is public record. It's eventually gonna be online. That's the reason why I'm talking about the shit on air, because this is fucking it's public information if you will but uh anyway they take me back to the front um and they uh unhandcuff me because i've been you know polite the whole time and then they give me my cell phone back and they're like you know you can go ahead and call because you're gonna we can't let you leave you either need to get an uber or somebody needs to pick you up to which i call wifey and of course it's by now almost one o'clock in the morning so of course the first call she doesn't answer and I called the second time and she answers. Now, you know, wifey, you met wifey. Wifey is as Caucasian as can be. Yeah, she's damn near all American. She's all American. She's as American as Donald Trump's campaign would want you to be. Mm-hmm. And so. How pissed was she? No, this, this is how it goes. So she answered and she, hello. I'm like, I need you to pick me up. And she's like, what? I was like, I got arrested. She's what I said. I was like, I'll talk about it later. I'm going to send you an address. I need you to pick me up. I should be getting out of jail in 30 minutes. She's what, what, hush. 
Just, we'll talk about it later. I'm, nigga, I'm in the jail. The cops are right here, nigga. It's another nigga handcuffed to me right over here to the side. Like, nigga, I'm in jail right now. Like, just come scoop me up. Talk about it later. So, uh, yeah, and so we go through the final process, and they do the final. The, the boys had to come. For yeah, you got to pick up the boys. You got to get the boys in the car. And um, luckily, I got to check out and not have, like, she didn't have to come in to get me. I got to get my stuff and then leave. I didn't get a ticket, nothing. Got let go, but they got my blood on foul. And that's the whole thing. And it's part of the issue with how things work is that now they have the case lingering over my head. So basically at some random point in some random time in the future, you're going to get something in the mail and you need to respond to it immediately or there's going to be a warrant out for your arrest, blah, blah, blah. And so he was saying, um, yeah, depending on the blood results, um, might get a day or two in jail. He was like, we'll see. He was like, it's kind of all up in the air, but he was like, Arizona is big on DUI. And so if my blood comes back, uh, yeah, see, there's a situation. Now, one of the things, because I, I don't know whether you want to mention this on, on air or not, about other things. That, well, like, fuck the police. Oh, what? Who said that? Nick? You said that? Don't be saying that shit over there, nigga. That's some real shit, though. Um, but other things they found in the car. Now, if that obviously that's gonna coincide to what they found in your blood. Obviously, shit that we already meant to enjoy in the beginning of the motherfucking show. They, they can't fucking, they can't fucking bring that back. But what ha- what happened to those utensils? Did that just go ignored, or did they not find that? Uh, no, they took the utensil, and but I didn't have anything. I didn't have any drugs on me other than the yeah. So I had paraphernalia, but I didn't have any drugs on me other than the legal drugs that got prescribed to me. So, and obviously they didn't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because a fucking headlight should have been a motherfucking, not even. No. And so what I, and this is what I figured out because what, what clicked after the whole thing was done or actually what clicked when I was doing the exit interview thing and had to, you know, sign in and put the date I was like, oh, what's the date? And he was like, uh, May 5th. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. Y'all niggas are outside just pulling every fucking body over trying to get any tickets you can because it's Cinco de Mayo. That's where I fucked up. It's a hotbed. So, and that's a hot spot because the very next day I saw somebody else getting arrested over there. They're just pulling niggas over on that block. I don't fuck with that block anymore. Cause I ain't trying to be, I ain't trying to be the Nets motherfucking hashtag. So Fox News can tell you how I'm a piece of shit and run through this podcast. Oh, remember, remember when he cracked that joke about the Jews and he said that Jews, it's not a, it's not a racist or religion. Burn them. I gave them too much evidence, nigga. They about to tat stone me up in this piece, man. All I gotta say, if 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 I wind up dead, nigga, it was the Illuminati or Suge Knight. It was one of them niggas. One of them niggas did that shit. Well, see, one, one thing that I'm I'm not understanding is how or why they wouldn't just give you give you a charge in there. Again, the the blood work is not going to be able to you know be that quick, but I'm pretty sure they could fucking put two and two together and like so on, on some fucking paraphernalia bullshit catch something there unless they really were trying to see i'm hoping that motherfucker dude was just being real humane maybe, maybe we'll let this go but you know damn well because the fourth wasn't with you and they got you on the fuck technically on the goddamn may 5th they want to get you at, you know to meet the fucking quota 
but does that mean that you, you know what I'm saying, be clean for this? I mean, obviously it doesn't fucking matter because they had your blood when they had your Well, what it means to do is to re-up on uh, my medical marijuana card to get that back intact um, because, once again, we talked about it, got a psychiatrist, I got generalized uh, anxiety disorder, I suffer from manic depressive, uh, with manic depression, and I have fucked up joints. My back is jacked up. My knees is jacked up. Like I'm a medical marijuana candidate, <laughs> but my shit laps. So I need to get uh, to re up. But um, yeah, life is uh, life is funny, yo. And so uh, the greatest thing though, you know, when they shot me, when they gave me the phone back. You know, I had to go ahead and get the picture. You know, I had to snap a picture as your boy was locked up. Yo, you show me? Uh, nigga, I'm locked up. Don't let me down. I'm locked up. How do I share my screen? Because I'm locked up. You look like a motherfucking SpongeBob. And they told me I look like SpongeBob. My beard was really fucked up and I look high as hell. Holy <laughs> little shit. You posted this online? Yes, I posted so I got arrested. How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> looking like ODB. Okay. Oh, nigga, they got me. Nigga, they got me, nigga. Man, you look like a you was peddling something. I look like a nigga. Just say it. I look like a nigga. <laughs> so uh shots out to uh shots out to the motherfucking motherfucker. But yeah, I gotta share this other little picture from the motherfucking IG. Make sure y'all follow me at Arizona Verse, uh, cause this shit is real in the field. Um, this is how I stunt on the gram. You got the guy on the motherfucking uh, desk, you know, with the cool little fingers and the glasses and the beanie. But on the background on the screen, it says, I have severe depression. I want to kill myself every day. That's how I stunt on the gram, nigga. I be like, yeah, I be chilling, yo. I'm about to kill myself, y'all, because they trying to get me, nigga. This shit is crazy. So how was, uh, was Skip's understanding? Yeah, Skip saying... She ain't mad at me. Um, she thinks, you know, the situation is fucked up. And um, I got to talk a little shit or whatever because uh, Skip's being Skip's. She doesn't show emotion. And uh, I had a conversation with her sister because her sister's been in and out of the law or whatever and had a conversation with the three of them. And uh, Steph got a little teary-eyed because she's concerned what might the end result of this be. And, um, but it's like, yo, unfortunately, and, um, you'll see why this is important later on because, uh, yeah, I just, it's the universe thing. Everything happens for a reason. And, um, there's something going on right now in 2017 that's preparing me for something or pushing me in a certain direction. But what's been playing and echoing in my head for the past week leading up to this, which hasn't stopped is, um, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Because it's like rain <laughs> on your wedding day. Some free lights that you already paid. But uh, yeah, so shouts out to all that shit. But on a lighter note, we'll move on from all the sad, depressing shit. Make sure y'all niggas hit me up. If I get, nigga, if I get locked up, y'all niggas better, y'all better write me. Ooh, if y'all niggas don't write me, I'm gonna find every single fan of this show and punch y'all niggas in the face if y'all don't fucking write me. If they lock me up with motherfucking Shine. Shine's still locked up. Who's locked up right now, nigga? Kevin know. Gates, nigga. I'm gonna be in the pen with Kevin Gates. Oh, shit, nigga. I got two phones. Nigga. For the work and one for the low. Yo, 
they need to put me in the same cell with a uh, motherfucking tapstone, nigga. Me and that nigga can do a podcast, nigga, talk about situations, yo. What are you Fucking Kodak Black. Yo, I was mm-hmm. gonna ask because you text me, uh, it was about midnight ish. I was asleep. Man, that, that, that same day was when I was there, I was detoxing for shit. So I, I got up to fucking piss at three o'clock in the motherfucking morning. <laughs> what the hell? You really fucked me up, and I didn't know whether to call it. I know, I know. No, and you good, uh, because I literally, it was, I got the head, the, you know, uh, the phone back. I called Skips, let her know what was going down, come get me. I took the picture, and then I hit up my, two of my best friends in the world, which would be you, and then I hit up uh, motherfucking Cam Breezy, who was supposed to be on this show, nigga, I'ma kick your ass next time I see you, because you were supposed to be on this motherfucking show. I don't care what motherfucking bullshit you going through, nigga, you were supposed to be on this motherfucking show, nigga. You're stressing with our ass. But, uh, but no, so, uh, yeah, I hit y'all two up and then I didn't hit up my boy, uh, T who was my best man at my wedding. Cause, uh, cause T he gonna, he gonna go off on me. He gonna be like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you verse? Nigga, you need to get your shit together. Cause T is a responsible adult. And you know, I just be going through my fuck shit, man. Cause life is hard. Yo, but no. Go ahead. To say then what what revelation revelation you might have had into what this might mean for the future. Nigga, it means fuck the police, nigga. That's what it means, yo. Yo, real talk. And of course, I don't want to get too dark or whatever. But just, yo, I'm talking to Illuminati. I'm talking to the cops. I'm talking to all y'all niggas. If y'all niggas kill me dead, I just hope that I'll be the motherfucker that changed the world. I want to be... If, if y'all niggas martyr me, let me go ahead and be Trayvon Martin part two so we can put an end to this shit and get a new civil rights popping. Just don't don't let it happen for Bane. I know how you Illuminati niggas work. Y'all niggas, y'all, y'all niggas, man. Y'all niggas. Spirit is to bring you down, is to make you second thing, is to make you lock the doors and never go out again. I'm hoping that this allows you to be able to fucking live life, man. I'd be fucking scared about shit. And all I'm saying is if the Illuminati wants to bring me in and if I got to do some gay shit, I'm doing the fucking. Ain't nobody fucking me. I'm doing the fucking. That's all I got to say. Y'all got me fucked up. But uh, see what happened to you. (laughs) But no, on a more positive note from uh, is it wickedness? Is it weakness? You decide. The next day I got to do something positive in my community as a ASU. Um, The year is over and so you know niggas is moving out their dorms and um i came through with the motherfucking squizzad you know came through with the motherfucking comp and uh we helped do donation drive at asu we helped the students move out of asu and um i'm gonna say this as blunt and um honest as i personally can Papo, I ain't never seen so many edible booties in my life. Oh, my God. Booties, nigga. I'm talking about eat the booty gang, nigga. Damn. It was just, it's very rotund. Nigga, it was, it was everything. It was thick ones. It was tall ones. It was short ones. It was skinny ones. It was black ones. It was white ones. It was Middle Eastern ones. It was Asian ones. It was young ones. It was old ones. It was dark ones. It was light ones. It was blondes, brunettes, redheads, freckles, no freckles. You blow my vine. Nigga. They're on shorts. Oh, nigga, someone was in shorts and they had the booty hanging out. They had the booty shorts with the half a booty flapping. I'm like, is that illegal? Now, I will say one thing because I'm a real ass nigga. Um, one dude said something that 
piss me off because it is a mentality within men that I think we all need to fucking get rid of. Uh, we went to lunch and uh, the company paid for the lunch. We went over to a little uh, uh, restaurant across the street and we got our grub on. And uh, one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, you see all these girls up here, you know, walking around with all this ass hanging out. And he was like, that's the reason why sexual assaults is so high. He was like, if you wasn't showing it, niggas wouldn't be trying to take it. No, niggas rape because niggas rape. Rape happens in the Muslim community and you can only see them bitches' eyes. You don't even know if it's a if they got a dick or not until you get them fucking panties off. Like, let's keep it a buck, but hey. But nigga. Right, I'm gonna keep an eye on you. When sexual harassment shit pops up, you're gonna be number one culprit right there. Nigga. But ASU. Nigga. I nigga. I'm I yo, if it's one regret I have in life, I have one regret I didn't go to ASU. Nigga, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. My like boy. it was like people talk about oh ASU and the party campus and the dish and that. And it's like nigga, whatever. It's ASU, nigga. I was there. I was like, whoa, nigga. Can I work here? Y'all hire y'all niggas hiring. Yo, I want to walk up in the motherfucking uh, HR office and be like, y'all niggas hiring, yo. <laughs> What's up? I'll be a What's up? Nigga, I'll take minimum wage. Nigga, where y'all, where y'all need me at? Nigga, janitor? Nigga, I got that shit, nigga. <laughs> Yo, that's, you know what, man? You need an engineering degree, I think, to fucking be able to fucking butt brush a fuck, uh, move a fucking brum and brum, fucking broom and mop nowadays, man. Yeah. Shit, you know? When I was that hot shit. My boy, Master Bruce, he, he went to ASU. He opted out because he was very dedicated and was in a long-distance relationship. So instead of being in the motherfucking classroom, he opted out to do his shit online. Why you would do that when you live in the motherfucking state is ridiculous. And his dad, every fucking time I we'd, we'd go over and visit his pops, he fucking bitch him out every fucking time telling me, you could be knee-deep in some fucking, in some bitches making poor life decisions. That could be you. <laughs> Nigga, from a, from a dating standpoint, the one thing I regret is that I never dated an Asian chick because not only, and so like, not only is it a, a, a fetish, you know, fetish or fetish and whatever, Asian women. Not only is it that, the other thing too, though, is that Asian women, there's a lot of Asian women who are very intelligent. You know, it's a, it's a positive stereotype that they do have. And I am an intellectual. So it's one thing I'm like, dang, I wish I could have like vibe with an Asian so I can get an idea of their culture and all that. And that's the reason why, yo, shout out to motherfucking Papo. That's the reason why I fuck with Mexican so much is because Mexican women, have always liked your boy verse and they have always been nice and respectful to your boy verse. So I didn't got into all the motherfucking Spanish heritage. I can get mariachi, Don Omar, reggaeton, carne asada. Nigga, I didn't eat pig skin and gorditas. Like, nigga, I've been with the essays. What's up? Well, you just you just mix fucking three to four different types of Latinos. Nigga, all kinds of Latinos. Nigga, I fuck with all of y'all niggas. But uh, yeah, and so that's the reason why, like, I I'm so I'm behind uh motherfucking. That's why I fucks with Mexicans. Yo, shouts out to anybody who remembers me from a past life as adversity, aka who is adversity. Bro. One of my last singles that I've dropped was No Place for Minorities when I went in on Arizona and Sheriff Joe R. Powell for fucking SB 1070. I let them niggas have it, yo. Fuck y'all niggas. I'm riding for my Latinos, nigga. Who is adversity on iTunes? Look it up. Might even find a link at the end of the video. <laughs> nigga, I don't even know, nigga. We somewhere. We somewhere. 
but uh anyway but yeah so it was just it was a wonderful experience but uh yeah that was dope and i actually i'm gonna reach out to uh whoever's in charge of that because even outside of the asu thing i don't care if we go to a trailer park um that was dope like like it's one thing being in the store doing certain things it was another thing actually being with the community it was like was it just was it your store or was it your uh, particular place uh specifically that was that no have p- uh, people from all over the com- the organization no nigga i didn't know any of those people i was out there with i was the only person from my store i didn't know none of them niggas and so it was all brand new people i never met from all parts of the valley and so they just they get random people and um you know it's hard work because we're out in the sun all fucking day and that's the reason why yo we were supposed to podcast that night and i was like nigga i was like like once i like i was good but once i got home and sat down i was like oh nigga this is a wrap that's the same reason why i got home tonight and i immediately set everything up because i was nigga if i sit down i'm about to pass the fuck out but uh that's what i figured too like, man and and part of me was like maybe i should maybe i should bring another fucking spick podcast out but then it was like the newborn with me so i'm like man if i don't have to i probably won't <laughs> you did but uh but yeah so shouts out to motherfucking asu that's a that's a wonderful place nigga if y'all nigga, oh and um i guess the other spizot that um i didn't know about was gcu nigga i thought i i found out they said christian gc place? um is it christian i don't know nigga. I'll wait, be wait, grand canyon university or you yeah that shit yo yep i think it's grand canyon christian based christian based Oh, word? Uh, uh, I don't want, I don't want wait what christians are they mormons because i fuck with mormons mormons even though they got the dumbest fucking uh backstory i fuck with them niggas because they pa- polyamorous so i fuck with them on that level so i fuck <laughs> yeah, with the mormons yeah, although that'd be fucking mighty man i can't even fucking uh, afford one, one woman and three kids like in, to put them on fucking health insurance can you imagine five different bitches and at least Nigga. Each? no imagine if it was you and you had three women and all three of them was working how well off would y'all be how well off would y'all be yo you ain't gotta ask for nothing I'm just saying, I'm just trying to, I, my, my, my wife need a girlfriend. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is my wife need a girlfriend. That's all I'm talking about. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, one can, but, uh, clean, but no, once you, one can, you have to put that, I don't know. Too much responsibility. Bro. Too much responsibility. I don't know. I don't know, nigga. I'm trying to get this religion popping. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yo, uh, moving on from, uh, from our lives and our shits and lives and motherfucking fuck the police. Um, let's move over to hip hop. Uh, Popo, yep. this week in hip hop, um, I got a shout out to Hip Hop DX, one of my favorite personal hip hop websites. Um, they got a little recap of this week in hip hop and um it got a couple of uh things that happened this week. I figured we bring up each little small individual one, see if we yeah. got something to say about it or not. Let's do it. No, a lot of shit's been popping off, man. Now uh the first thing that's funny is uh yo shout out to me. You know I'm a big motherfucking Joe Button stan. I don't care if niggas hate it. I'm gonna keep talking about that nigga every day. Um the more I hear from him, the more I hate him. When it was just his rap, Yo. I'm like, you know what? I, uh, you're underrated. I respect you. As soon as motherfucker starts giving his opinion, fuck you. I'm sorry. See, and I, I personally think it should be the other way around, even though I don't always agree with Joe. And that's one of the things for me to be such a stand with him. Sometimes he says shit and I'm like, nigga, stop. I like you. Nigga, stop saying that shit. <laughs> stop it. Um on the same side 
I think that people, uh, us as a hip hop culture should love and respect what he is doing right now. Cause niggas don't give credit, unfortunately. So this is the reason why I'm going to say right here and right now, niggas could eat a dick. If you don't like it, Joe button is one of the greatest of all times in hip hop. He he's up there in top as 50 commenter as a rapper as well. period as a, as a, as a package similar to like two, similar to how like Tupac isn't the greatest rapper ever, but if you package him, everything about him, then okay, you can put him as number one when you package everything together. He wasn't the greatest rapper, but just everything that he did stood for the strengths, the weaknesses, all that, you know, equaled up to like, that's great. Why, why is that number one debate? When people talk about Pac, he's saying he was the number one rapper. To be, a, I mean, is it because his, because his rhyme schemes? Like, is it just, no. he didn't fucking have, that nigga didn't always rap on beat. He wasn't the greatest rapper. If you wanted actually flow and swag, Biggie was much better rapper than he was. Pac was a greater artist, but Biggie was a greater rapper. But uh, <laughs> so, but no, the reason why I the reason why I think Joe Budden should be up there is for the simple fact that hip hop he paves the way for what direction the industry is going. But what? the problem is, listen, listen, Pete. But the problem is that he's the, always the first nigga to fucking do it. And niggas hate him. But then that becomes the golden standard for everybody else. So what I mean by that is, is Joe Button. Internet first, but Joe Button was the first internet rapper. First internet rapper. We're in a streaming era. He was the first one to do it. But that was more of an avenue, not so much a, a way of doing well. Hmm. But no, he was argu- arguably, what, 10 years ahead of everybody else? Like, everyone's like, oh, he's just an internet rapper. He started that back in the early, in the mid-2000s is when he started doing this internet rapping thing with his second album, Halfway House, which I want to say came out in like 06, 07. That was an internet album. That is the only way we consume music now. That nigga did that 10, 11 years ago. He saw what direction was going in. But see, no, the reason why it didn't work for him, though, or at least why he there's no benefit to it is because the the the, the audience wasn't there. So He the, was the first. The, yeah, that's, so. that's the problem. He got there before the audience got there. Now, the second side of it, he was the first hip-hop reality star. He was the nigga that was on the internet doing Joe Button TV, filming him and Tahiri's everyday life. Loving hip hop, you might as well say, is based off of Joe Button TV. Go watch those videos from seven, eight, nine years ago. He was doing reality TV, just filming him and his girl, hanging out at home, in the car, just doing different shit. He even the night they broke up, he even filmed that bullshit with them fighting and her crying and all that. Like he filmed the entire series of their relationship. Once again, I heard of Joe Budden TV. I didn't know that's what, the, that's what that was. That's what, that's what introduced me to Drake was he ran into Drake and did a blog on, Hey, I ran into Drake. Hey, yeah, you're dope here. Be on my show. Oh, wait. So he was still doing that then because the rap shit wasn't popping out for him. Uh, or, I mean, well, cause he, so the whole thing with Joe, was he trying to sell it to someone? I, 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 no, no. It, or I, it, I assume that, <laughs> Joe Budden TV was the same shit that fucking what's that Moroccan motherfucking nigga that I can't stand that was fucking Khloe Kardashian for a good minute, uh, French, French like when he does a little cocaine cowboys bullshit. I thought he was just dying no, 
So Joe Budden, it was a YouTube series. He was recording everything, but I don't even think he was monetizing it back then. I don't think monetization was a thing on YouTube like it is now. So he was doing that shit for free. And it was just to get the fans even closer to his life. Like even it was a couple of almost fist fights that got recorded on Joe Budden TV when he was beefing with Ransom. It was different. Like he filmed like his whole life for like a couple of years. And wasn't getting paid off of it. It was just to make sure the fans knew that he was still around, still doing his thing. But anyway, once again, did all that way before everybody else. So then now we're over here in this era where we're starting to get into the point where what does the rapper do when he's too old to rap? Joe Budden is 34. Unfortunately, in hip hop, he's an old nigga. We are old niggas. He's 30. Yeah, me and him are about the same age. Um, He had an extra 10 on us. No, no, no. He's early 30s. So he he was like 20 when he came out. Okay. So he was young when he came out. That's one thing, yeah, people don't realize. That's the reason why he was doing a lot of fuck shit. But anyway. Yeah, and the fact that he was on fucking Def Jam. So, and then, yeah. And then also, also, the other thing people forget about is Joe Button is considered a flop. Like, oh, nigga, you only had one high hit single. The other thing you got to realize is Joe Budden also, and that's another thing, he was the first of the dying hip-hop industry. I remember Joe Budden was the last artist I could remember, and if anybody knows anything different, correct me, hit me up on Twitter at ArizonaVerse, um, but I'm pretty sure, I'm certain, Joe Budden is the last rapper that went gold and it was considered a flop. He went gold and they said he flopped. And that's the reason why no other albums came out. So his album came out at a time when, oh, sales dropped. It wasn't that he was whack. It was that they're not, people aren't buying music anymore. Well, I remember so that, that shit popped off with Eminem too. A fucking gold album was maybe. In- well, you always like, and one thing, like I take M and uh, Jay-Z and a couple of those big legend people, even Drake, uh, unfortunately, he's at that point too, where I kind of take them out of the conversation because they're always going to do number one numbers when they fucking yeah. first come out. They're just so they're superstars. Than, than phenomenal is going to be a, considered a, sh- a little shameful, a little bit of shame. Yeah. But I, know, I see what you're saying. Just as far as someone that isn't a super yeah. mainstream artist, yeah, that, that would make yeah. sense. But anyway, so just just the whole point is I'm a Joe Button stand. You become old, you fucking then you become Charles Barkley because you're too old to play, but you fucking you want to talk your shit. Go ahead. Let me get these jokes in about these young niggas. But no, so like Joe Button has basically said that he's retired from rap, which I am disappointed at because the Slaughterhouse album that was executive produced by Just Blaze, that means that not that's not coming out and it's Joe Button's fault because they've been working on that for a couple of years and apparently Joe's retired. And then also Rage in the Machine Part 2. He said Part 2 was done, um, but apparently that's not coming out because he's retired because he's moving over to the commentary. But um, I said all that 88 minutes worth of shit to say that Joe Button has a show if you guys haven't called it on YouTube that comes on Monday through Friday like 9am Eastern time it's him and DJ Academics and it's Everyday Struggle where they argue about today's hottest topics in hip-hop and uh one thing that was very interesting that happened last week was uh they had their first guest and their first guest was Little Yachty who 
Joe Button has gone in on plenty of times on the show about how he didn't get the nigga. And Lil Yachty, which I hate to do it because I, I hate his music. I really don't like his music. I'm starting to get a lot of respect for that nigga over everybody else because you know how everybody's talking shit about mumble rappers? Right. He's the only nigga saying something back. He's the only one responding, yeah. From from his interview with Charlemagne to, um, to his fucking interview again with the fucking complex bullshit, which again, with Ebro, the shit with Ebro yeah, and Hot Not Seven. Yo, and actually, now we'll say complex really quickly. They really they're like, who are the two hottest motherfuckers? All right, podcast game, and they get fucking YouTube shits. They really were trying to fucking enforce that fucking viewership by fucking it. It was smart, but I will say that wow. I, I don't fucking watch the show because as soon as I put it on, once they introduce themselves, it goes straight to fucking Joe Budden whining. Like their cuts are so fucking hard. It goes right to him bitching. And I'm like, nope, nope. Click on something else. Cause I might take my time. It's too valuable. And that's why I love it. Cause he's so overly passionate and no. And so that's why I was saying with all of that, the reason why people should love Joe Budden is because Joe Budden is doing something that, a lot of hip hop artists wouldn't do. He's burning a lot of bridges by being someone within the industry, being honest. This is how I feel about my peers in the industry. Because he sees that his 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 way isn't going that way anymore. I remember him, especially with the whole him and Charlie Main shit about about or you know back when the two podcasts were arguing about who was more in the industry. He complained yeah. about knowing of them but of course if you're the last of a dying breed so to speak and you're on your way out on your way out why not fucking burn every goddamn bridge you gotta cross over if you're on your way out that motherfucker yeah I'm assuming that they're not going to hopefully benefit you in the future and i'm sure that's different kind of clientele but i wanted to mention though uh back to little yada really quickly one of the funniest comments i ever seen because you know they always go hard and they always say this nigga the type of nigga that do whatever Mm-hmm. But some, something or another The funniest shit I, I read was They said that Little Yachty make the kind of music For niggas that can't put the strong So they Capri songs the first time around Oh my god I, know I didn't probably say that correctly But just take that in He's the type of motherfucker that makes music For people who can't get the strong So the Capri song Have you ever tried to take a little plastic out Get the plastic off and then you gotta stab it I mean that's the, that's the people who make music Nigga, that burns to the soul. God damn. But uh, so yeah, Lil Yachty, he came up on the show and defended himself. And uh, one thing that and Joe Button became a meme for the day because uh, Lil Yachty was talking about how he's happy every day. I'm just so happy. Oh, I'm happy. And Joe Button basically went in and was like, this is the reason why I hate you new niggas because you run around acting like, you know, everything's perfect. Like, oh, I got money. I got cars. Everything's perfect. And um, he was like y'all 10 years afterwards after you spent all that money on cocaine and hookers well, yo about your future. <laughs> and he said the he had said and he is he does admit that he's bitter but he always tries to clarify i'm bitter at the labels the artists i'm not i'm not mad at y'all i'm trying to shine a light on the dumb shit with the labels and one thing they said that i really agreed with he was like the same people of y'all or this other uh, those of you who are going in on me for going in on Lil Yachty uh, and, you know, talking about all this shit. He was like, you guys are the same people who are confused about why Lil Wayne is fucked in his record deal. He was like, that's the reason why I'm talking to these niggas like Lil Yachty, because I want to make sure you don't do the same dumb shit that I did. And Joe Budden admits on the show all the time. Yes, I flopped. 
like I like I was supposed to do much bigger numbers. The shit didn't work. All these niggas sell way more records than me. Yes, I, I'm, you know, I'm unsuccessful from a mainstream point of view, but I want to make sure these other niggas don't make the same mistakes that I made. And he was like, I'm always F the labels. And that's that always comes down to you. You saying that you're preaching my son, but what he's doing is fucking just, or what he gets, what gets shown is inputting shit and throwing shade at motherfuckers. So don't, don't, don't suck his dick too, goddamn. Hard, no, no. He's still fucking a slimy motherfucker. No, and that's the thing with Joe, like, that I laugh about, like, because yes, that, you know, that is true. But the thing is, this is how Joe has always been. That's the whole thing with character. If you always repeat the same thing, Joe Button, and like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, he probably is the rapper that has had the most feuds. And the thing that I say, and the reason why I stand with him, unfortunately, part of it is because, um, and a lot of people may not get this, and a lot of people may be like, boo, verse. Uh, I watch Joe Button and I see myself in the mirror. Oh my God, is me and that nigga so much alike? Oh, like it's bad. How, like, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like even that shit with fucking Esther Batster, the bad shit with the with the domestic violence. I was like, ooh, I kind of get why he <laughs> did that. That kind of made. Though. Who doesn't have a D Barnes that they had to go across the face with? He just happened to fucking be in the in that point where. <laughs> it's like, ooh, ooh, it's low. Like, I kind of get. Ooh, I kind of get why he did that. Ooh. I kind of was in something like that. Ooh, I didn't do that, but ooh, I kind of ooh, I feel bad for you. Joe Budden has a demographic, and you, my friend, you are full of statistics today, and you fucking fit the mode. <laughs> I have you seen? Uh, I was just watching Logan earlier, and he, they're, mm. they're calling some um, some ni- some nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties old western about how you know you can uh, you can never break the mold. And and something to another also never lose the branding that you have on you, you know. Mm. Kind of like I mean, I'm assuming because like, it's just a small little piece of a big, bigger piece more about life and death. In ranch, in you know ranching and cattle and all that, you know they get their brand to know where they come from, who they belong to, who's massa, and unfortunately, you know, the universe has a way of fucking kind of putting that on us too, you know, because we- yeah. We, we will live by either the presumptions or what the beliefs of what people are seeing. And even if they see something, they're going to believe whatever the fuck they want to believe. Whether you're telling them truth, you have the paperwork to back it. Nigga, you got the receipts, but yet still, because yeah. that's not the truth that's going to either entertain or fucking write my fucking day. It's, it's not going to be believed. And yeah. Basically, and, and you're kind of, you had to do that fucking battle, having to dance with two fucking authority figures that, you know what? You were part of a bad situation, literally a fucking statistic, because you know what? If you weren't black, if you weren't out at that time of the day, if it wasn't Cinco de Mayo, which for some fucking reason was on a Friday, which means people are going to turn that into all weekend type events, which is why I didn't leave the house but once fucking throughout the whole yeah. weekend. You just it was just be- good place, good time in the opposite universe. So. Yeah, and kind of saying in the hip hop news, man, um, fucking with Drake, uh, what's the situation with him supposedly getting some kind of ex wannabe porn star pregnant, and uh, she tried to go at his fucking head with some fucking uh, with some child support shit. Oh, I heard about that. Drake should have wore a rubber. Um, yo, I just always go back to yo. So two things, two things. So one, I always go back to Easy. And how that nigga was raw dogging. Then I also I'm look at my. To have some 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I always I look at myself personally. Yeah. I know my how much I know how much I, I I was the king of Monday Night Raw, and I'm not talking about the motherfucking wrestling show. <laughs> uh, I was the king of that shit back in my day, and so I'm fortunate that uh, you know things went as well as they did in my life. Um, so I can get it. And some of those chicks, you know, looking back, you know, the ghost of Pussy Pass. Some of those chicks, you look back and you're like, oh, that was yeah. a bad decision, nigga. Very question, nigga. What's wrong with you? Um, so yeah, so I could I could just imagine if I'm rich and famous and I got motherfucking 11s on the Richter scale, like yo, bust it wide open for you. I'm I'm figuring this, okay, and and maybe these might be wild accusations, allegations, accusations, whatever word the fuck you want to call it. But I'm wondering though, with him being rich, him and you see the industry, they really do dabble in community pussy. So whether yeah. that be uh, someone. Uh, IG Ho that just happens like, to be in the Ringland circles that juggles a whole lot and has, you know, many talents or very few, in which case, why the situation at the end? I'm wondering, you wonder, or you, and let's, let's say, for example, you're getting a, a porn star who you would imagine is going to probably be on every sort of um, ent- oh, birth control, you know, what's the, I was trying to say a fancy word for birth control, but you know what I'm saying? On every fucking yeah. thing, probably on the pill, on the patch, and got the goddamn piece of a uh, fucking clarinet or um, thimble weed, whatever the fuck the shit was called, up in the cooch. Called, did you ever play a winded instrument? I forget a reed. Fucking got a reed. Goddamn, yes, reed. there you go. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't think of that shit. <laughs> well, anyways, because that would be part of their. Uh, I don't know. Like, just how like when you work somewhere and you have your tax write-offs and shit like that, these are part of the part of the equipment or you know their use for business purposes. You would figure being a porn star or they, they, there's a fancier word for it, or adult artist. You you figure that one thing that's part of the budget is your you know what I'm saying uh, your like a better word your birth control. So I'm wondering, yeah, like, do you feel like he might have thought that he was safe in that regard? Just how like when you know they do porn and say, hey, for an extra fifty bucks, can we do a cream pie scene? And you know, you'd imagine that this, this motherfuckers probably have no no offense, even though they can get whatever kind of ass, they had to have a uh, fucking prostitution budget. Like just like any fucking lobbyist, that's that's half of the fucking uh, of the budget. Like, would you do you not believe that might have been part of it? And no, I'd, I'd I'd see why that's uh, perfectly plausible because uh, I think I, I might just be shitting on Bow Wow, but I want to say I remember Bow Wow saying something about being rich and how you you pay for these checks, like you're paying to have sets with these celebrity checks, or maybe just he ain't had no game. But uh, no, I can just imagine just being rich and just models throwing it at you all the time, like. I know I would be eating a lot of vagina and it'd be like, nigga, you don't know what's been in there. But it's like, nigga, did you not see her IG? Eat the booty like groceries, nigga. I just, man, I'm stocking up for the winter. I think when you have mad shit thrown at you, I'm pretty fucking sure that's probably the last thing you want to do. I would think. I would imagine that you probably, if you, if when you, when you drowning, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be thirsty for too long. Am I right? I don't know. I I I, 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 I like I like water. I like a lot of water. <laughs> you, you know, oh, you love your water. Complex is killing me in the back. Hold up, my bad. Okay, wow, Complex just blew my eardrums out. Okay, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just wondering though if he just out of all that, let's say having a fucking you know rent rent a pussy budget that he didn't have fucking um, 
the, what, what are they called? The plan B's or the next days or whatever the fuck they should call this shit. No. And so given that in a t-shirt on the way out the door, what I'm imagining, because you figure also, and of course, once again, this isn't all women. I don't want any feminists coming at me. Uh, I, I would imagine if you're smashing a bunch of uh, high profile checks, I'm pretty sure you got you could be plan B and all those checks. Eventually, you're going to run into one that's going to be like, no, I'm about to have this nigga baby. Like, no, you stuck with me. I'm getting some of that money. I'm done porn starring. Imagine how many dicks that bitch has taken and, you know, not knowing which one she was going to catch. And all of a sudden, this dumb motherfucker out of all the motherfuckers was going to do it. You couldn't have picked a better one. You couldn't have trapped a better thing. It's going to keep it commercially popping and give you definitely give you that one hundred and ten thousand dollar a month fucking kind of lifestyle that fucking mike epps wife was trying to pull off god damn yeah and apparently uh so drake denies allegation that he got ed's porn star pregnant following his split with jennifer lopez uh drake was spotted dining out in europe with former porn actress rosie divine and now once uh what once was a dinner in view of some paparazzi has led to allegations from a woman that drizzy got her pregnant um she says uh, she also says she has text messages from drake where he asked her to have an abortion the messages reportedly read uh drake saying i want you to have an abortion her saying i can't kill my baby simply to indulge you sorry drake says indulge me fuck you she says what drake says you do know what you're doing you think you're going to get money and this light-skinned dick, you're getting no more that way. No, I think I just threw that last part in. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it's another one of those situations. And, yo, I will ask this question. So Drake is kind of on the top of the world, if you will. Um, I would argue he's the number one urban artist, right? Commercially speaking? Yeah. Um, well, if actually, he, if I don't know, we didn't mean to mention this, but Kendrick Lamar's uh, latest album, Damn, technically did outsell and outstream his ass. It outsold him, but I think there's still way more visibility on Drake than it is Kendrick. Well, like, I think way, I think, yeah, and way more just white grandmothers probably know Drake than they do Kendrick. So, really quickly, I went to go get a haircut the other day for my interview, and man, the shit that irks me the most, because, you know, I know places they are going to be bumping, they're going to, you know, bumping shit, they're going to be playing shit on the sun radio, or putting whatever uh, movies on fucking, you know, TNN, or whatever the fuck thing is. Uh, one thing that pissed me off, this motherfucker, and I, and I saw it twice happen, and you know how people... And I understand you forget your headphones, you know, you kind of want to play your music out loud while you're walking or something like that. I'm guilty of doing that shit with the fucking podcast, but at least it's news and I'm not, I'm not you know, showing my fucking my preference in music. But Nick, there's two motherfuckers and they look high as hell and it's definitely some youngins, but it pissed me off even more hearing a fucking just bump fucking Drake shit. Like, nigga, really? Do you need to fucking hear? Um, Baby, you the best out fucking loud while you fucking walking from point A to point B. Like, is that necessary? Like, does he but fucking move you that goddamn much? You gotta hit this motherfucker from as you're moving rooms. Like, you can't wait till you're in the but, car. But it is Drake. You ain't trying to catch this free smoke. You know he be passing out free smoke. Mm, I don't know what you. I don't know what you mean by that, there, brother. Me <laughs> and. And I, I knew, and then, and then they're fucking Latin, then they're fucking little wannabe cholos too. So that's what even pissed me off more. Even though I don't like the fucking Chicano rap music, still though, I'm like, you gotta pump this motherfucker. Like he won you. It's I, when I heard him, it's kind of like motherfuckers that gave up their votes, you know, for the, you know, for whatever fucking other party, and, and they went up to Trump. Like you know, they just, they just, it's such a wasted fucking vote. 
Yeah, yeah the people who uh, regret them votes. Now, uh, one person that I think should be regretting uh, said, or he's just a fuck nigga. I can't quite decide it. Like my views and opinions about this person changes as constantly. Uh, Funk Flex uh, was back in the news because uh, he claimed uh, Tupac accidentally shot himself at Quad Studios back in 1994. Flex fucking said that Tupac was the goddamn Cheddar Bob of hip-hop. And for those who are too young to remember or know the movie 8 Mile, which was featured in Eminem when he was like, that's probably at his hottest, he had a dumb white boy homie that shot his dick off while they were fucking chilling in the goddamn I don't know, cypher circle. That broke my fucking heart. Yeah. He will say that. But, and then let's put it in perspective. And actually, well, I'm wondering whether you believe it's true or not. But he's a fucking East Coast nigga who was definitely fucking down with Biggie. That's his fucking home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Town. You know what I'm saying? He's that radio personality who, who definitely could have been there. But well, do you feel like that was true? You feel like and so the whole misunderstanding happened. He shot himself, put, playing the blame on whatever the fuck. And all of a sudden, we got East Coast, West Coast bullshit. I have a hard time believing that Pac shot himself uh, for the simple fact of just how paranoid he got, like, towards the end. Like, uh, and that's kind of where they say, you know, art um, art imitates life or does life imitate art or whatever. Like, he got so paranoid that someone was trying to kill him that, you know, he ended up getting killed. Now, uh, I would have, I just, I have a, I, I believe Pac got shot but I, from what I know, I don't think it was anybody in Bad Boy who set him up. But I think because Pac was out of his element and hanging with Bad Boy, he thought it was something. And then it escalated from there. Now, and I, you know, I don't want to shift the blame or the attention on Fun Fletcher being a fucking punk bitch to say the slanderer. But did you also hear that there's accusations that the wife of Suge Knight was saying that supposedly she knows who shot Pac, Suge knows who shot Pac, and it was a goddamn hitman that was after Suge Knight? Did Yo, you entertain that, that story or hear about that? Oh, wait, I think we talked about, we talked a little about that a while, uh, an episode or two ago. We talked a little bit about it, oh, okay. but uh, For those who are and that's just the unfortunate part about it, just with the whole Tupac scenario. Just so much happened so quickly out of nowhere, and it was so big that we're always going to sit and talk about, like, man, what the fuck happened? The universe was truly unfolding at the fucking time. And you yeah. know, a few people, they chimed in on the whole fuck flex bullshit, right? The first one I remember hearing was about T.I. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. hear what he was saying, but are people coming to <sighs> oh. fans, or are we getting people that, you know? And so apparently, uh, going back real quick to Flett, so he said, you Pac fans always talking that talk. Cheddar Bob came in there, popped himself in the leg, popped himself first. That's what happened. He knew who approached him. He had a still on him because he knew he had an issue out there. And when you get got there, they just go take his jewelry. They didn't even touch him. He panicked, pulled out the still, shot himself. So basically saying Pac was a coward. But um, yeah, T.I., um, I believe, is the one that got pissed off at him. I'm trying to see let me uh bring up the people just well he's not even an east coast artist or what and you know but you know uh what's his name ti was just at the tupac rock and roll um and they put tupac in the hall of fame so uh i don't know for some reason yeah ti is big on pac 
right now. I but oh, here's the article. I mean, regardless, he's a motherfucker doing great things. And it's so weird because, I mean, we lost his mama, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. It's crazy. Like, it, do you know that it's been a year since Harambe? You know what I'm saying? You see it. <laughs> on the fucking on the <laughs> But yo, so, fuck around, babe. So that's kind yeah. of like the time frame. I, the way that I tell time frames now is not even by years. It's about when whatever the fuck ridiculous mean bullshit fucking ha- hunkered on. And like I said, no, we we lost uh, a Phoenix Accord not too long not too long ago. So I wonder, like, yeah, if accepted the fucking the award for punk, or if it was just a you know just a publicity fucking ass kind of thing. Because I remember, I want to say, I saw at least it was Snoop, T.I., and somebody else. It was three people that were there. I don't know who did the actual induction, but I know those three people basically were there. But, uh, oh, no, and what T.I. said, apparently T.I. hopped on Instagram and said, uh, yo, uh, Funk Flats, respectfully, bruh, on G-Code, regardless of what you think, uh, the validity of your statement is, I was taught never to speak down on a dead man, considering they ain't here to speak up for themselves. When he was alive, you was on the air then. That was the time to address this. Not here, not now, not like this. And I'd say the same uh, to a nigga from L.A. speaking on Big. Uh, so shout out to T.I., because that's one thing on the low. T.I., T.I. is kind of like a street activist within hip hop. And he has kind of his things. That he stands up for me. Hey, brother, I'm putting my fists up. I got something to say on this real quick. Trouble man, T.I., you know I had them ratchets in the day. No, I got him. <laughs> well, one thing, too, I mean, and him, he's a reality TV star, right? Like, he has the... Basically. And I know his little recent shits fucking with... Because uh, it was... A, did we talk about the official divorce between him and Tiny? Oh, no, we never really brought that up. But I will say this, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Um, I'm not I'm not attracted to Tiny in yeah. the least bit. Wasn't she a stripper? I don't know. And and is and I'm not going to that strip club. But is is, is money Mayweather is motherfucker? Was he just wanting to be a dick? I mean, did he really just find her that infatuating that he couldn't have found something 20 years younger? You know what I'm saying? And. Some, 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 some. I don't know. I just, I kind of, I throw up a little in my mouth when I think about that. But no, uh, yeah, so they separated. Um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, some kind of fell apart. And um, it's it still does seem like it got something to do with Mayweather. And I don't know. So it's, it's, a, it's a fucked up situation because it's one of those things where you hope didn't nothing pop off. You hope this doesn't escalate because not to say that T.I. is a punk because he ain't. But you can't throw hands with a motherfucking world champion boxer. So T.I. can't beat the nigga up. Legal weapons. Yo. What are they called? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the lethal weapons. So what else do you do? You got to shoot the nigga. And you don't want to shoot the niggas. You don't want to go to jail. Before T.I., you don't want to do that. Yo. So it's a lose-lose situation. Like, if this nigga fucking my wife, like, he can kick my ass. And I can shoot him. But they got my fingerprints. So it's a fucked up situation. But uh, another uh, fucked up situation real quick. Uh, last thing with uh, hip hop. Yo, shout out to yo boy, Martin Scarelli. Oh, um, shit, like a fucking dog with his dick broken. Yeah, apparently um, he has 
the Carter five possibly and um, played a song called uh, Mona Lisa, which apparently is featuring Kendrick Lamar. The problem is um, I've tried to catch a clip of this. Maybe it was, maybe I got a bad clip of this, but uh, you couldn't hear him. Like I couldn't hear the dude talking like, so I didn't know what the fuck was, uh, or I couldn't hear the, like the record. I couldn't hear what they were saying. So I'm like, I couldn't tell if it was Kendrick, if it wasn't Kendrick, I couldn't tell if it was that fire, that Dylon, or if it was that, that other shit. Like I couldn't figure it out. So, you know, one of the things I was always curious about, especially with, you know, people who, cause I think he might've been using like Periscope or something like that. I'm not too sure if they say video from it. Cause you can always pull up the, the URL, but I'm wondering, did the record labels fucking come into effect? And like, mm. I'll pull the plug on it. That's a good point. That that's a possibility. It could have did that. Put down their video, but you can <laughs> disable audio, or was it literally a kind of like a wannabe Snapchat thing that's up there? You can't really save it. Well, Snapchat you can, but hey, yeah. How about you check out our um, IBHM podcast catalog during the stereo mitts era where we used to play audio. And then if you didn't catch the YouTube video immediately, yeah, that shit was probably muted. Yeah, they'd be fucking with you. So fuck them niggas. Fuck the police. But definitely check out the fucking ca- check out the back catalog. You can go to fucking iTunes. You can go to SoundCloud. Fucking I don't know if it's the citrus shit still popping off, but you could definitely go on the fucking YouTube's. If you listen to this now, you probably can find it. Yeah. Now uh moving on to something that uh I think uh Popo uh should uh one last thing. And I'm not oh. sure. And I almost yeah. say fuck them, but just as, as a fuck them, you don't even count as hip hop, but I want to throw it out there because you are considered music, maybe possibly. Are you familiar with the old group ICP? Internet or not uh, internet? Insane clown posse? Oh, yes. I know about them niggas. The only thing that had any kind of notoriety, in my opinion, is because of fucking the beef they have with Eminem, which I think is the only thing that kind of kept uh, can- no, no, cannabis with, with Yellow Code. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It- and and they had a pro wrestling uh, organization for a while and claimed posse wrestling or some shit like that. PCW kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, like it was that boo boo. It was that boo boo. Big festivals. They they have some kind of fan base, but they are apparently being fucking. And I should have pulled up the fucking story, but they're actually being sued by the makers of the book. Um, what's that poem book? The chick chicken soup for the poetry for the souls. Did you have oh. fuck with those books? I never really read any of them, but I heard about them. You, you're familiar, right? Like you have yeah. to when you're little. So apparently they get they're being sued for plagiarizing the fucking uh-huh. chicken soup for the for the fucking soul. Which is oh kind of shit because they the one of the last shits I remember hearing from them. That I don't know how it even became on my radar. It was like on some nursery rhyme shit. I think that's what happens. Just how mumble rap. How for example, yeah. I hate on this guy a lot recently. His name is Kyle. Have you heard of him? He had a song with a little Yachty called I Spy. I Spy with I Spy, eyes. yeah. Like, dude, I could have sworn I wrote that hook like fucking years ago about uh, spying <laughs> with my little eye, a little, you know, a chick with a haircut like a dyke. Like, I, I could have sworn, like, I did that shit forever <laughs> ago. And I get so mad just because it's a nursery rhyme type shit. It's one of the things that you play in the car game if you've ever, you know, had family road trips. So you're like, I Spy with yeah. a little eye, something that's black. He's getting arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I don't know. So plagiarism, fucking a you piece of shit, and uh, it's funny. Uh, sh- shout out to Complex. Um, yeah, apparently, um, 
It says that the group is getting sued because a guy claims they stole his 1993 poem, but you didn't, which um, apparently, let's see, was, um, yeah, but you didn't, which appeared in a second help in the chicken suit for the stole. Apparently back in 2007, Violent J posted a video to YouTube titled Violent J's poem, which to be fair, certainly sounds like he wanted people to think he wrote it, uh, but it was, yeah. Apparently, but you didn't. So, uh, shouts out to ICP. Yo, I actually, and I hate to admit it, but uh, I got at least a handful of fa- uh, fan uh, friends. I won't uh, name them, but uh, off the top of my head, I could think of who are juggalos. Like, I even know right. one. Uh, yeah, shouts out to one who has a juggalo tattoo. And um, it was funny because, like, they didn't strike me as a person who would be into the insane clown posse. <laughs> and then I saw the right the kid looks like, looks like a nike shirt. yeah 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 right? um a chick yeah she had that tattoo and i was like oh no 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 she no and that's the thing like she was like she's a classy like like it like what you would think the insane cloud posse's group or fan bases like she doesn't really represent that so i saw the tattoo and i was like oh i was like you're a juggalo and she was like yeah and i was like whoa that blew my mind because you're kind of you're a lot more classy and on an upper level than they are. So uh, no offense to insane clown posse people. I guess that was a stereotype that I learned that I shouldn't be doing, especially yeah. So, but uh, she was nowhere near being a fucking hillbilly bitch. That would probably suck your dick after you gave her a J or a pop brownie. No, at your fucking local park. No, no. This was uh, a a um, native american like not even a uh, oh, caucasian yeah, chick like you said it right there because they're the drunks or the juggalos yeah, have you ever <laughs> seen them like at, if you ever go to a rock concert here in arizona not even to be racist even though a fucking savage bitch had let me go because of me making an engine joke but if you go to rock concerts i swear to god 80 70 to 80 percent of them are all fucking motherfuckers that just let the reservations they can come fucking watch that's the goddamn show i'm not even kidding you this part of the podcast is not endorsed or sponsored by Arizona verse. Yo, I don't Yeah. I've heard, I know about stereotypical, uh, natives. I, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they fucking missing a chromosome that keeps them alcoholic and drinking on the fucking streets. I mean, I'm just saying that they happen to be at fucking rock concerts and you know, usually yo, and one thing I will always say, and this is with all communities and all aspects, and this is where just the urban environment comes from. When we have these stereotypes of niggas and savages and uh, Jews and then um, spicks and uh, honkies, crackers, when you take all these people, uh, normally one thing that they all share in common is that they're poor. And so the poor normally doesn't show the best of that race and so yeah so when you see the drunk natives that come up and they fucking rowling out and they're you know getting it in at these motherfucking mosh pits it's probably the low of the low like it's just like nigga that's why i stay away from chief keith concerts i don't trust them nigglets <laughs> now, now now you be here to move fucking saying that they might be the worst of the worst but it just it's just a commonality maybe or maybe they're running from the people that's why they're trying to escape the reservation to come enjoy a fucking show 
Yeah, Nigga, neither one of us will ever be able to run for president. You realize that? I just that just like crossed my mind. We would never ever be able to become president. The fact that can't fucking break out of middle management made me give not many fucks mildly long time ago. Let me tell you. But you know what? I think I think is what we learn and the shit that we go through that fucking closest to this shit. Like it's that kind of mentality. No, yeah. How young is it? Yeah. No fucking racism. Just how these dumb motherfuckers here, uh, some supposed burgers say that. Burglars say that fucking YG song, Beat the Flockers, which I never fucking heard before, inspired oh. them to fucking rob homes in Los Angeles. Did you hear about this? I heard about this. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Fucking 50 cents, How to Rob. Like, I, So I, I wish I would have looked up the fucking song, but they're saying the Beat the Flockers is again finding its way into real headlines after three burglars claimed they're inspired by this fucking shit. According to TMZ, three guys who had recently gotten arrested for running up in houses in San Fernando Valley, which I think is where they filmed the porno at, which really, again, you, you're already fucking looking and hiding and seeking and trying to fucking find yourself something. Anyways, they were inspired by the song off of fucking My Crazy Life back in 014. And it goes, first you find a house and scope it out. Find a Chinese neighborhood because they don't believe in bank accounts. Second, you find Ooh. a crew and a driver, someone who ring the doorbell and someone that ain't scared to do what, what it do. Third, you pull up at a spot, park, watch, ring the doorbell and knock. Four, you make sure nobody is home. Knock, knock. They gone. Okay, it's on. <clears throat> and you proceed to fucking steal shit. And, and it's fucked up because... And I, you know, hey, that's poetry in motion. Yo, now hearing this, it kind of pisses me off because I've been in those situations to where it's mad fucking late at night. You have someone who does that fucking ghetto knock where they fucking, you know, put their back towards the door and do that back kick, that fucking mule kick. I shit you not. Mm. I was, um, I don't know if I was smoking or what I was doing, but I was chilling in my car, but I had the seat laid all the fucking way back and some motherfucker out of nowhere just fucking kicks it like super fucking hard and I get up I see three motherfuckers and one motherfucker look at he was on some PCP and shit mm. and he's like dog I was just making sure that you were okay and mine I'm fucking thinking motherfucker I was I don't want to tell you I was asleep but I'm fucking laid back you had no idea that I was even in this motherfucker you was checking for a goddamn alarm like you piece of yo. shit yo and that's when you need to come through with that yapper you know what I'm saying cause if I got a uh, or uh, what do you say? Air out, make it look sexy. That's what you gotta do. You gotta air out, make it look sexy. Now, uh, yo, somebody who apparently didn't make it uh, sexy. Did you see your boy, uh, Stephen Colbert, is uh, being investigated now for his homophobic uh, Trump rant joke shit? Did you see that? You didn't see that? Colbert, the fucking nigga from Comedy Central, the guy who's now a co-host on one of the popular late night shows. Talking about this brother right here with these black glasses? Yeah, I'm talking about that nigga right there. Um, apparently, yeah, the uh, body's chairman uh, said it received several complaints about his monologue on his show, which some viewers branded homophobic. He concerned crude sexual references, including um, Trump and Putin. And angry users set the hashtag fire Colbert trending worldwide. Um, so some people, yeah, got mad. What did, um, do you even know, did, do you know what he said? No, I do not. And I wasn't aware of this shit. And it breaks my heart because he is someone who satirically poses as a Republican. And, you know, it's very obvious, you know, actually, you know what? No, it may not be very obvious because you would, you would assume that he's really this person, a egotistical, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, oddly formal, but yeah, misogynistic. And, and then he's really like a Sunday school teacher. 
who yeah. you know what I'm saying has a whole lot of heart. So it's almost it would almost seem logical just because again he plays the fucking Republican. He literally is a devout Catholic. Um you you could he could possibly believe it, but how's he getting in trouble? What is he saying? What what does it does it mention anything like that? I I, I haven't heard of that. That kind of breaks my heart. Now, shouts out to uh, what we got here. We got TMZ reporting on the motherfucking saying you can count on these niggas. Was he fucking just, are people just taking a fucking headline and, you know what I'm saying, stretching for what it's worth? He, let's see, he said during his Monday night monologue, the only thing your mouth, talking about Trump, is good for is being Vladimir Putin's cock holster. And, um... Cobra says that some of his language was cruder than necessary. I just want to say for the record, life is short and anyone who expresses their love for the other person in their own way is to me, an American hero. So suck that cock. If you want to suck that cock, that's completely up to you. Whatever you're into, do you now? Yo. So yeah, people are mad. People are upset. Yo, and shouts out to Colbert. Yo, he's a motherfucking former de- dedication. Yeah, remember uh, it was the episode uh, John Stewart and uh, Stephen Colbert both for uh, dedications that it was, I think, season two. Yo, shouts out to y'all niggas. If y'all niggas don't know y'all dedications, y'all should all know them by heart. If not, do your research. Go back, listen to them shits. Yeah, all that. One thing thing I'll definitely say for any of those that might say that we're homophobic, that we're just, you know what I'm saying, that we're misogynistic, there is at least a handful of dick on a dedication wall. There was a lot of dick. There was a whole lot of dick on our wall. A you know? lot more. There was a lot more dick than I'd like to admit. <laughs> now, uh, yo, something else that uh, niggas don't want to admit, which is uh, motherfucking scary. Yo, we talked about Aaron Hernandez uh, killing himself last week. Uh, we got to circle back. Lover might have surfaced. Oh, no, I'm getting even deeper, yo. Fuck the gay lover. Um, yo, I, I, I sympathize because Illuminati rule our mind, body, and soul, and all that shit, yo. Um, did you hear? This nigga apparently wrote Illuminati in blood on his prison cell wall before committing suicide. Did you hear about that part? No. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. I might have, but they didn't show any fucking pictures of it. And I'm not too sure if there was people commentating Illuminati. Oh, ho, ho, ho. no, apparently um, it says that Hernandez and as let me share this for the folks watching. It says that uh, Hernandez was found just after 3 a.m. Wednesday morning hanging from bed sheets that were attached to his cell window. Um, they had mentioned all throughout the news that John 316 was on his forehead and in ink, but he had also used his own blood to draw on the walls. They said that uh, there's drawings. One was the unfinished pyramid and the all-seeing eye of God. You know that Illuminati shit? You know, the one that's on the back of the U.S. currency? You know that shit right there? Now, uh, it says also apparently that below a pyramid uh, that he drew, he wrote uh, Illuminati. And niggas know who the Illuminati is. They the niggas that's about to shut down this episode because we've said Illuminati more than five times. Um, And so, yeah, they're saying that, you know, he left the letters. Now, he did, uh, going back to what you mentioned about the gay lover, there was three letters, supposedly, one to his daughter, one to his divorced wife, 
whatever, whatever that situation is with the baby mama, um, basically how he was going to commit suicide, which made him then not guilty because someone who's dead can't be guilty of a crime or something like that and where he was at. So he found a loophole where the New England Patriots will have to pay him his money, which will then go to his wife. And uh, yeah, it's some deep, dark shit. But uh, Illuminati, nigga. Ouch. Wait, so he did it so that he can keep um, so she can keep benefits even though she's going to leave his ass? So, as the story goes, he was on the Patriots, but then he was he couldn't stop killing people. So, then he got arrested and went to jail. And then, so, because he killed people, the Patriots were like, oh, we ain't got to pay you this other $7 million. But, since he killed himself, he's now an innocent man because you can't put, you can't your guilty doesn't stand on a deceased person. So then that would mean, oh, the Patriots may owe you that money then. So that's basically what he alluded to in the letter that he wrote to the baby mama. And then there was a third letter that they haven't said who it was for, but people are suspecting it was the gay lover. But, hey, I don't know. Yeah, that shouldn't even be that long tall of it. I'm just wondering if his shame of it is kind of what also led more to, you know, into him kind of making that decision because he had made multiple, um, you know, transactions, one of which was a quote unquote supposed, you know, a lover. So I'm just wondering though, if it, if it was shame from it, because he must have known that it was going to be out there or get out there, or if it was just simply just him trying to dodge that uh, guilt uh, or dodge that fucking sentencing, get them money so he could provide for his family because he probably would have been fucked if he would have been stuck in jail, right? Yeah. Something like, like a possible cut. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. It's kind of infinite fucking possibilities what might have been going on with him. Because that's one thing. As much as I struggle with depression and, you know, the meme that I posted earlier, you know, stunting on the gram while, you know, I have severe depression and want to kill myself every day. I couldn't actually imagine killing myself. Like, you know, when you're when you battle with depression, the whole death thing is more so you kind of wish bad things on yourself. You don't want to do it yourself, but you kind of like, oh man, if this happened, like whatever, man. I don't care anymore. But that's more so what it is. But um yeah, there's infinite possibilities if you go as far as killing yourself and writing Illuminati and all this crazy shit and writing these letters about here, I figure out a way to get you this money. Yo, I'ma get you this money. I'ma kill myself and also I don't know. Shit is wild. But um some just because you mentioned sports really quickly before you fucking take it. Yes. And I'm not a big fan of hockey, but there's a Pittsburgh Penguins um fan or no a player who got stabbed in the fucking head. And I forget if it was by a fucking fan's bottle or whatnot, but fucking uh, in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, them niggas. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, no, shouts out to niggas don't understand how uh motherfucking um just dope and like hockey players is them niggas is tough. Like one thing that was interesting, one thing that was interesting, you know, I've brought up the whole thing with um, there are people who think that with football, you can get rid of, or you can cut down on the head injuries. If you actually make the helmet, not as safe, if you make it a lot thinner, because then the players will be more conscious about not using their head. Um, apparently the same can be said for um, what was the sport we were just talking about uh, hockey. The same thing can be said about hockey is that um, back when fighting was legal, it wasn't a lot of fights because they would just let the guys fight till somebody got their ass whooped. So a lot of guys didn't want to fight, but now that fighting is illegal and they break them shits up. 
Now you run into motherfuckers who everybody wants to fight because they know they're going to break that shit up. So they said there's even more fights in the NFL or, excuse me, in hockey now that it's illegal. No, make that shit legal and let them niggas fight. And if you're a man, you're a man. If you're not, nigga, just, hey, just don't be starting them fights. One is the movie Days and Confused. I'm not sure if you remember that. Based in the 70s, made in the 90s. And there's a scene that they go to a party and this kid was just getting pissed at this fucking greaser kid who, who was punking on him. So he decides that if he takes a swing at him, he doesn't have to worry about having to win the motherfucker because eventually people break up these fights. Not taking into yeah. consideration that this is the end of the school year. This is the first fucking big time party where everyone's chilling. People have gone through a list of events and situations that have rendered them very frustrated and not so obliged to let a fucking nerd or what have you come and talk some shit. So it beats the fuck out of them. Because again, when you're especially when you're in school, mm. you think, oh shit, well, security will get here and surely, you know, I won't last that fucking long. I can I can see how that fucking takes into play. Man, motherfuckers is crazy. So I'm sorry. So in, in, in this realm of crazy folks, what you gotta say? What you got to say? Uh, I gotta say, I gotta say I was a little dehydrated. I was just a little dehydrated. But um no fucking with the whole uh shebang bang. Uh I got one more thing before we get out of here. Um I saw some in in space. In the space news, which uh, I gotta admit, terrified the shit out of me. Um, it opened up a door of man. If this is right, what the fuck else is out there? What are we a part of? Um, did you hear about this motherfucking thing they found out in space, which uh, they're dubbing the bullet? Have you heard about the bullet? No, is that like a JFK kind of thing? Oh, niggas, the JFK assassination for us all. Um, Popo, they found this thing called the bullet, which apparently is a black hole flying through our uh, solar system um, at, like, like, really fast. So, like, you know how black holes is, oh, there's a black hole over there and nothing can escape it, not even life. But it's just, like, sitting there. No, we we found one that's motherfucking uh blazing we 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 found one that is all um flying through space and i'm scared nigga now uh it says that they're apparently in the milky way uh there's a space cloud oh oh you clickety clacking i'm sorry brother i'm here oh did the uh, computer go down no no no, i'm I'm trying to have me a cigarette as i'm I'm talking to you so i gotta this this bitch this nigga um so no, deep verse. You getting real deep. Oh, getting real deep. Oh, that's why Papa had to get a cigarette. He's like, oh, nigga, you got a little too deep for me. Hold up, hold up. Let me let me have this smoke. We taking it there. We taking it there. Now, uh, so yeah, apparently there's a vagrant black hole uh, behind a supersonic space cloud. Go ahead and try to wrap your brain around that, because this mm-hmm. thing is uh, also speeding through the Milky Way like a bullet, according to new research, which proposes two scenarios for the phenomenon. Uh, they're thinking that the isolated black hole concealed in the cosmic cloud is the remains of an exploded star from 10,000 light years away. Uh, once again, try to wrap your brain around all these words that are indeed English. Um, rewind it back if you um, aren't comprehending. Now, this uh, cloud has been dubbed the bullet due to its high velocity, uh, velocity 
faster than the speed of sound. Yo, it's faster than the speed of sound in space by more than two orders of magnitude. Once again, try to wrap your brain around that. And uh, it's, this is the part that fucked me up, Papo. So once again, we have a, yo, shout out to that cricket that just guest starred on the show. That nigga, yo, he got a rhythm to it, yo. I'm sorry, man. I, I, uh, I want to sit back. This is real. No, no, it adds some ambiance to the show. Uh, but no, the thing that's crazy. So once again, talking about black hole flying through space, it's a bullet space cloud so on some magnitude shit. Kind of force and, and mass that's pushing through this shit. But no, 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 peep out. This is this is the part that it so you you got all that. Now we 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 add one more thing to it. Um, this thing is apparently uh two light years in, in size. So this black hole, you would be having to go at the speed of light and travel for two years to go across this entire black. There's a black hole, two light years in size, that's like flying like by us in our solar system. Nigga, this shit might be over, yo. Just like, oh man, I don't. What you mean? What's what's the length of a light year? So a light year. Oh, if you took it to Mal's, I think a light year. Oh, fuck. Actually, let's see that. Let's let's because, use because Google. Light year in Mal's. I'm just wondering because if someone's that far away, it's, people get it twisted. Wait, it's what? It's a matter of a time frame. That's just how long it takes to get there. That's still, it's still oh. a distance. Is it not? Papo, uh, this segment is starting to hurt my brain now. Hold up. Uh, cause yeah, cause I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And I just, I, I typed in this and it was like one light year, uh, 5.8 miles. And I was like, wait, but it's a bunch of numbers and plus 12. Wait, how big is this number? <laughs> I don't even know what that mean. Like, what does that mean? To, can you get to give you a tiny link to fucking see how fucking long it is? It's more than 140 characters. I'm guessing. Um, so, but, oh, here we go. A light year is 5.8 trillion miles. How many rounds oh, can you fucking make doing that? Can, can you Google? Can you Google well, I imagine it's a shitload of Earths in between because it takes too fucking far to, to get from point A to point B. So never mind. It has to be way beyond that. Damn. My brain hurts right now. But uh yo, shot and this is this is the shit that people you always need to make your brain hurt sometimes. You gotta wrap your brain around what you're a part of because this shit is mad is amazing. But yeah, so uh yeah, they're just they're discovering new black holes. Uh the data revealed that the bullet is it's uh expanding at a speed of 50 kilometers the tip is going at the speed of 120 kilometers so this thing is just flying through the fucking universe and nothing can escape a black hole so if it catches any of us uh nigga you you dead now this being a bullet of it do you think this shit pulls in you sure this is something trying to make its way out but because it can't escape it's fucking stretching it and so that's the that's the hardest part to kind of understand what's going on with um black holes we still we need a better understanding of our universe and just and how everything works we ain't talking about what uh what was his not don king what was that nigga um what was nappy the nigga head. the nappy head oh. hose what was his <laughs> name what was that nigga's name was it fucking bernie Max? anyway fuck that nigga anyway i can't <laughs> no no that was the white dude that said that shit but um 
that that's the fucking trip. Anyway, I'm just wondering if it's kind of, if it's I'm wondering if it's because it's still a part of the fucking black hole, right? It just happens to be stretching two light years. Like so, yeah. So it's the size of two light years, and then the best way, like I guess, the best way to understand the universe as I've seen it so far is imagine like you know how people say flat Earth. Imagine right. flat universe where the oh, gravity, the blackness, if you will, is kind of like the ocean. And then you got the planets and the stars that are floating around in that. So imagine then you hit a black hole, which would be like a crater, like the Grand Canyon. But instead of this thing being, oh, that's a good example. Let's do that. How wide I is like the a Grand like Canyon a in mouth? It's, like it's one of those push rooms that the fucking janitors have. Custodians, whatever you want to call them, and these fucking sweeping. No, here we go. This is the we'll we'll do the math since we're getting all fucking scientific for this segment. Um, so you asked how exactly big you know we're trying to figure out that light year shit. Um, so have you been to Grand Canyon? Never, because I'm a native here. Native nigga, you, no. nigga, I've been there. How nigga, you gotta go? You seen a picture though? You seen a picture of the shit? I want. I want. Anyway, I it's one shit that goes miles into fucking over the goddamn cliff, and I'm worried that. Oh, nigga, fuck that. Nah, nigga, I'm good. You know? Nah, oh, nigga, can't do that. Nah, fuck that shit, nigga. Nah, I stay away. I look. Oh, that's the hole over there, nigga. That shit crazy over there. I'm gonna stay right here. Now, uh, so the Grand Canyon, uh, people who've seen it or have seen pictures of it, it's 277 miles wide. Oh no, actually, I'm incorrect. That's how long it is. It's 18 miles wide. So it Grand Canyon is 18 miles, and imagine in space there's a Grand Canyon that's 11 trillion miles wide. Anything that falls into that, you're in another dimension or something. We don't even have the math to figure out what the fuck happens when you go in a black hole. We just know you're not part of this universe anymore. You go somewhere. We don't know. You gone. Goodbye. That must be the yo. Black holes are the control alt delete of the universe. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the delete. Holy shit! That just blew my mind. I'm wondering where the fuck that shit go. I'm just wondering how far that's gonna. I wonder if it's in our trajectory. Do you think maybe they might have seen this coming so fucking long ago, and that's why we're trying to go to Mars? That's just far enough. No, you figure five or eleven trillion. Um, Mouths across that's swallowing the whole universe, nigga. You gotta go to a whole nother galaxy to fucking get away from something like that. Like, nigga, you done. It's a it's a done deal. Like I love science because it's and that's the other thing. And uh I'll I'll end on this note, and uh, I think Papa will appreciate this. This is my struggle, this is my life, and this is I guess part of it is me being a Gemini would only make sense. So as we've said it before, um, I believe in a, a source, a higher power. I don't believe in God in the same way that people who follow religious books do, but my thing is I think that the answer to it all is somewhere between that religious book and somewhere between that science. And so at the end of all this bullet and all this crazy shit, it might be one person, one source at the end. He may or may not. She may or may not. It may or may not be controlling what's going on in our day to day lives. But there's some source beginning to all this energy. 
Definitely. Something at the beginning. Something had to start from from somewhere. You can't just get a fucking big fucking bang out of fucking nowhere. No way can can something work. Even though as a society we're not a perfect being, we're not a perfect species, but we figured out the ways how to manipulate one thing and we've evolved from nothing. That had to start from somewhere. So no doubt. You think this is the God sweeper effect? And just all right, time to clean y'all shits out. You see me coming. Y'all can't measure <sighs> time or how fast, but. Y'all can see me coming. Yo, and this actually, and this goes over, and you should appreciate this because uh, you're a nerd like I am. Um, you know, I'm all into Marvel now. And, um, and yo, internet people don't kill me if I say anything wrong. Nigga, I'm brand new. Yes, I am a noob. I don't give a fuck. I fuck y'all niggas up. Y'all got a problem. You can see me in the streets, nigga. Catch this free smoke. <laughs> um, yo, there's that fucking uh, Marvel bad guy called like Galactus or something like that that like is, is like guy? larger. Huh? Is this an X-Men guy? He's just part of the Marvel universe. So somewhere, I don't know if it's X-Men or if it's the Avengers. He's somewhere within that whole pantheon. This nigga is like bigger than planets, and like that's what he does is he goes through the galaxy like eating planets, but he only gets full when he eats a planet that has life on it because like eating actual like people is like it fills them up. Is that um, where it's supposed to everything else is just gas, star basically. Um, and as far as we know, the universe is infinite. It might be something like that out there flying through the universe eating planets, Papa. We don't know, nigga. We don't know what the fuck is out there. That's what's so scary. I, I am African-American and I'm a stereotype. I stay the fuck away from water because I don't know what the fuck is in there. I don't care if it sits eight, a hundred feet. I don't trust that shit. I know what you white devils did to us, but... It's just, it's, and so I just, space, like, it can be creatures out there. We don't know. We haven't found life yet, but I think the main problem is because we're looking for ourselves out there in the universe. Let's stop trying to look for something that's just like us, that's designed like us, and functions like us. No, there's other possibilities of what life can be out there, and that's the reason why the Europa, or whatever moon that is, that has that deep ocean within it, it's dope. Like, if we can get through that ice, there might be life in there. And if so, the thing probably doesn't have eyes because it never needed eyes because it developed in an environment where there's no need for eyes. Then you have that other planet where like the water is actual like carbon monoxide. That's their oceans. It isn't water like us. It's carbon monoxide, just this slushy shit just going through riverbanks. There could be all kinds of metallic shit species growing there. Like, yo, just it, nigga, do you fuck with the wall? You don't believe in the aliens? That shit is salient to me. <laughs> Bet this bitch don't believe in Pangea. That's all I'm saying, yo. Shouts out to Lil Dicky. He the realist. <sighs> but uh, that's all I got, Papa. That's all I got. Well, I mean, there's a lot more fuck shit to fill in between, but I don't know how, I don't know how, you, how you doing on time. Oh, nigga, I'm exhausted. Because, uh, yo, shouts out to work life. So, you know, I had my uh, Black Friday yesterday. Um... And then for the second week in a row, I had to work open to close the night after working a Black Friday. So to explain what that means, that means that Saturday night, I was at work till about 11 o'clock and we still didn't get everything finished. I had to come back and get back to work at 9.30 to open the store, to which I stayed at the store until about 6 p.m., to which I clocked out, but then stayed at work for two more hours to get more stuff done. Similar to my other manager, my other uh, black dude, who's uh, pretty close to becoming a brother from another, uh, yeah, who took in your spot. 
the yeah kind of yeah the dude that's working like side by side to me shouts out to him who he didn't have to come into work until noon he showed up at 9 30 and didn't clock in till noon me and him both worked about six seven extra hours today without getting paid because we're in a situation where we can't be getting ot but the job needs to get done we put it in today I'm glad that we were able to make this show because I was exhausted. Because as you know, I am um, fresh out of jail, California, screaming. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming, feeding for money and alcohol, the life of a Southwest player is something, something, and it's all ball. Yo, fuck, faggot ass Dre. Oh, sorry. The spirit of pot just came over me. I don't know what happened. You know, it's in Kendrick. Well, just because you were kind of getting all scientific, and especially not to end this shit on a fucking on a hatred note, um, but uh, you know the Ubers. Oh, what these crackers do? Oh, what? Huh? I just gonna say just a kind of quick commentary on uh, you mentioning you know having to get an Uber home or call the missus and let them know your disappointments. Um, Uber, who has been developing like the first you know, kind of like flying type car, or you know kind of uh, flying drones that just literally just picks you up from point A to point B. And all the shit they got to get into air traffic control in order to be able to do so, uh, which is what kind of made me excited that, you know, them and Tesla were the ones, you know, people who do behind Tesla, I forget what his name is. Um, uh, Elon Musk. Yes. You know, they're behind the door of at least giving us those fucking hover cars because we can hover. It's just mad expensive. So a matter of whether the revenue from, yeah. you know, going to benefit the situation or not, just how porn, I mean, it, if porn had to trans, transport motherfuckers, you know, I'm pretty sure they would have developed this shit a year, years ago. Um, they are currently in some scrutiny because of um, some bullshit that they that they have with their apps. For even if you delete their app, they can still track your location. And this is all due to a program called um, Godview, and it pretty mm. the drivers use it to you know be able to view passengers, even view drivers, which again is just a bad tool. Not a bad tool; it's a great tool. That you know, used for good. That could be definitely used for bad. And you said it was called God View, God View from Uber. And oh, again, look this you know, up real quick. Use it to track people's miles, distances, to make sure you know you are getting what you're paying for, being charged for, what have you. You know, paperwork bullshit. But people have been using it to stock other people, or even you know, I, I don't know what keeps you in a fucking certain database. But you know, you, you still have those benefits. Just how like for some fucking reason, I left you know my company Yo. so fucking long ago. <clears throat> courtesy cup like bitch i don't work for you guys i'm more customer service appreciation shits sending me a motherfucking cup like it's gonna make me happy to work for you i'm just yo, take take this cup yo take this cup <laughs> as uh yo shout out <laughs> shout out to the verb it says uh uber is uh tracking you even when you're not using an app uber uh thinks it's cool um some customers are worried apparently uh it launched a major update to its app streamlining many of its features and in the interest of making it easier to use than ever as part of the refresh the company is now asking customers for their permission to collect location data even when they are not using the app people read your terms and agreements this includes tracking riders five minutes after their trip ends and even when the app is in the background of a customer customer smartphone i'm seeing where you're getting that pussy mallet from where is it coming from now uber says it needs to be able to track its customers even when they're not using an app in the interest of being a uh, the most precise transportation service around some riders are peeved that the ride sharing company whatever is fucking with them niggas read your terms and conditions y'all niggas just hit accept 
You know, you know what a real nigga like me does? I sit there for eight days and I read all that shit. Then I hit it tap. That's why I keep switching jobs so much because I lose all my hours of the day reading terms and agreements. You know, apps got to update like eight times a day. So that's a lot of terms and agreements I'd be having to read. Should be wild. No, you don't. Should be wild. <laughs> I read all that shit, nigga. I don't trust you. Crackers. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Cracker ass crackers. All I got is all I gotta say is my wife is white and I love her. But if a race race war go down, I'd be the first to kill her. No, do, do you remember that Chris Rock shit? No. Bigger, it was a uh, bigger, blacker, batter, whatever. He had uh Yes, with the champagne room, that one. He had cracked some joke about uh, how black revolutionaries are always married to some white woman named Betty. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, fuck them cracker ass crackers, but not my Betty. She different. Uh, but if a race war go down, I kill her first. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Well, I found out the name of that thing. The They called it the vertical takeoff and landing. It's called Veto. V-T-O-L. Mm. And um, apparently, uh, these stations right now, they're starting, they're testing out in Dallas and in Dubai. Uh, but again, Ooh. just if this becomes a sort of thing, just how you mentioned, we don't really read the terms and conditions. It's ridiculous to, to think it because, again, it would take you that fucking many hours a day. And the fact that they re-updated it, you know, there's just no telling what they fucking add in there and what they're doing. Um, but if it becomes a sort of thing to where we're all of a sudden going to have, uh, you know, uh, air control as part of a daily commute. Like that's just gonna add so many other things that we're gonna not realize it because we're transitioning. When when, when there's so much change, you kind of have to, you're forced to go with it, you know, mm. whether or not you accept it. So I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a damn shame to see that shit popping off. One last Real thing: if, if that doesn't piss you off enough, just knowing the world's gonna go in that direction and we're forced to fucking follow suit. Uh, Facebook, they had sickly been creating a, a mind reading. Um, oh, yeah, a mind reading fucking machine called Darda. D A R D A. D is in Delta Ooh. A R D is in Delta A, and apparently it's just like one, just like any other algorithm kind of shit, where they can kind of predict your next move. They're developing. Ooh, that's got scary. Recently, a death. Um, some Malaysian guy, um, I, or some Asian dude. Some, some one of the Asians, um, fucking murdered his little girl on Facebook Live, and it was circulating for so fucking long because yeah. a particular country doesn't, you know, monitor it nor you know decide whether they want to bring shit down or not. So, because of all this shit, and just you know. You know, we they want to be able to attract those patterns because too many people are fucking leaving their suicide notes on Facebook Live. It's become too oh. much of a. I mean, you know, you know, and I, and I hate to admit it, but um, I'm a person who pops up every so often and uh, sees what's going on on uh, 4chan because I like to uh, see what's going on in the white community, like to see how they're feeling about the world and what's going on. So if there's a race war coming, I know I'll hear about it first on 4chan. And uh, one thing that's unfortunate is, uh, you know, you scroll through shit and you never know what might pop up on there. And uh, a Facebook Live video popped up of someone killing some girl. They beat this girl to death. And I mean, feet and fists beat a girl to death and recorded it on fucking Facebook. This bitch died. First off, this ain't the get indictment hotline. Why are y'all niggas recording everything? I don't know. Second, um, damn, that's fucked up. And yo, and what made it even worse is while they're beating the shit, uh, beating the shit out of the girl. One of the girls, the one that's beating her up the most, is yelling, "I want you to die." She died. 
bitch, you going to jail forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. I think ever. So what do you think about this thing that's tracking your patterns? You know what I'm saying? Oh! It's already, like you mentioned, we mentioned, we talked about before. We've said something later that fucking day. We get an ad pop up for it. It's, it's already bad enough that you can't fucking say shit without being recorded. But, whoo, them niggas is on us. You've been on this program for years. They have to have seen a pattern or they have to notice yeah. you have those moments of escape. And then you come back and all of a sudden you're this way or you're that way. That will yeah. allow them to predict what your next move is going to be, whether or not you decide to go MIA for a while. Yeah. And shouts out to uh, Rico.net, who uh, says, what if you can type directly from your brain? Uh, that was the question. Facebook executive Dugan, uh, Regina Dugan, who runs the company Secretive Research and Hardware Lab, Building 8, posed to the uh, audience. Yo, I bet instead of Building 8, I bet that 8 actually represent an infinity. Yeah. Uh, post to the audience. Yo, yeah, but you can't, yeah, you can't let them know exactly what you're doing. Uh, post to the audience Wednesday at the company's uh, F8 developer conference. Uh, the question was not meant to be rhetorical. Dugan and Facebook are actually making technology intended to do that. Facebook is building what it calls a brain computer speech to text interface technology that's supposed to translate your thoughts directly from your brain to a computer screen without any need for speech or fingertips. I say, you get the fuck off my land and get the fuck out of my thoughts america this is scary papo i don't know about you i'm terrified we got fucking black holes flying through the fucking universe sucking us in you got the illuminati fucking with me and aaron hernandez now facebook is reading our brains i'm done nigga fuck these niggas man escape control delete control alt delete Control on delete. Yo, this shit is crazy. So I think on that note, unless you got something else, Papa, I think what we really need to do is save the world. Oh no, yeah, let's, let's do that. I'm saying save the holes by burning one at a time. <laughs> I think it's about that time for uh dedications. That's why I'm not mad at Dre, because I would have ate all them booties, too, especially if I was at ASU. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm. y'all, will be given to the gods by either given one that we hope to live in infamy or one that probably deserves to go because she's done enough dead. I Yo, I got to I got to kick this one off, Popo, because um, I got to. Get a very sweet dedication. That's why I gotta drop down to my 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 FM at night voice. This is uh this is DJ DJ Care Bear. DJ Easy Dick coming to you live uh late night. And uh I would like to dedicate this this episode to a chick that has been all in my motherfucking life for the past week or two because uh life has been very ironic and been fucking with me yo shouts out to my boo thing Lannis Morissette yo I gotta dedicate the episode I've been listening to some jagged uh little pill I've been listening to some motherfucking ironic yes I've been listening to it because life has been so ironic from the uh tales of uh stumbling across the um ets as we spoke about um, in Tets, um, about the uh, motherfucking arrests, about all the things in life, just each and every step I take. Uh, it's just, isn't it ironic? 
don't you think? Because it's like rain on your wedding day. It's the free lights that you already paid. Say good advice that you just can't take. And who would have thought? It figures. Popo, it fucking figures. It's ironic. <laughs> I hope we talk more about this. Shouts out to her. And Yo, I, ain't she Canadian too? That makes her perfect. Canadian. She makes her perfect. To um, Ryan Reynolds. I'm not too sure where the. Yo, fuck that nigga. Yeah. Fuck go. that nigga. No, he, I fucks with him, but if that's her ex, fuck that nigga. If you don't fuck with him, I don't fuck with him. Yo, I, I ride or die. I forget who he married afterwards, but he he gets the baddies though. But she was vintage. Like, he's one of vintage. You don't you don't, you don't let go of those. You don't mm. do that. But I was trying to find respect them for always. Isn't you know, it ironic? If you can, just if for listeners, if you if you aren't already seen it, uh, if you're a fan of uh, Kevin Smith, any of his comedies. If maybe you or maybe in between because maybe you might be overtly religious and you kind of you blur the lines from time to time. Uh, maybe you just, uh, you know, coochie Catholic, whatever the case may be. If you fuck with Kevin, any Kevin Smith shit, look up a movie called Dogma. Uh, have you fucked with that verse? You said Dogma? Dogma, D O G M A. Uh, y'all look it up. I'm not too sure if it's on the Netflixes, but you could probably find it in your local dollar bins and movies. Um, all I gotta say is Alanis Morissette is literally good. so. Yeah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! I knew it would happen. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. That uh, that I guess I'll kick it off too. And I and I've really been um, you know, live on the live watching the YouTube's, and this chick she's not even a um a commentator on their site for IGN. Uh, which is a you know I think it's internet gaming network whatever right Jean just you're usually your go-to shit for just you know all shit gaming and uh, she's not she's not a personality on that shit yet because I think she's just an editor but I heard her on the podcast of a former employee named Jared Petty he has a he has a podcast called Pockets Full of Soup which I think is just mm. one of the fucking names ever to have a pocket full of soup. Well, like, a pocket full of stones while I'm from the hood. Well, I mean, that's if you're finna sell it. But again, it sounds like more of a Debbie <laughs> Downer kind of day. Anyways, long story short, her, and she has a good name. Her name is uh, Miranda Sanchez. And she's just a little cutie. If you look oh. On most um, online social medias, I'm guessing even probably her gamer tag, she goes by Havoc with the K, Rose. Havoc Rose. Oh. Um, and she's just, you know, just, just a little bit of geekery, man. And she's super obsessed with Pikachu, and uh, she's really Aww. into like uh, into animes. Like I said, she she edits, she uh, she commentates. She is uh, look at that. She's a universal gamer. Look at that. Ain't no hate in her. Look at that. Oh, I heard her. She a so, real one. Yo, shouts out to the real ones. And I'm not too like I'm not too familiar <laughs> with animes and magnas and shit like that. But she put me on some game, and I was like, I didn't think those are real people. I thought that uh, they were reserved for, uh, I don't know, you know, just selling pussy online. I thought that's why people, you know, would go, you know, cosplay crazy because I didn't think, I didn't think God really made them like this. Oh, you know. And Yo, shouts out to the, to the cosplayers. Shouts out to. Uh, Former or uh, dedication, uh, Sandra Pagan from shit. This was first Ooh. ten episodes. Um, I still uh, follow her on uh, the Facebooks and Instagram, and just she has an incredible story. She's another person. I it's a couple of dedications I've been following. It's like, man, you like you need a movie. Um, 
she uh, cosplays, and um, it's dope seeing the transformations and just seeing how it goes. Like, that's dope. Shouts out, you know, shouts out to y'all. Y'all living life right. Whatever you're doing that makes you happy, as long as you ain't hurting somebody, you're doing it right. It's us unhappy folks who aren't doing it right. Right. And those who I got to work on that. To hurt and to kill. And I would say, even if you're hurting somebody, if you're doing it righteously, although, you know, you play God, I would almost give you a kudos in that same respect. But yeah, definitely Oof. do what you love. And don't allow, don't ever be ashamed of what you do. And if mm. you're ashamed of what you do, then you really ain't living. And that's why I'm not afraid to admit that at ASU, I saw a lot of edible booties. Now, uh, once again, our email is ibhmpodcast at gmail.com. Fuck with us on social media. Like our Facebook fan page. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Simply add IBHM Podcast wherever you need to add it. I don't know. All them niggas shits is different. But um, at the same time, subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. All you got to do is search Google. I'm Black. He's Mexican. Leave us a review. Uh, reviews help to grow the fucking community as I've tried. Me and Papa have tried to get this Church of Aquarius popping. We're really trying to get this polyamorous shit popping. We're really trying to recognize Erica Badu and Lady Gaga as the goddesses that they are, where you got to get reborn through their vagina juices. Like that is the holy water. It comes from, oh, I don't know, I'm getting too deep for y'all niggas. Y'all ain't ready for that. But uh, yeah, leave a review. Five stars. Let us know. Let us know about the intellectual fuckery. Ain't, ain't no shame in your game. And you know what? We would love for you to be on the show with us to tell us how we do Yo, and shouts out to, I, I hope I ain't getting dangerous, but I'm getting a couple unknown people adding me on Facebook. If it's through, if it's through the show, let me know. Shoot me a message. Because I'm getting some unknown people and they're like, they're liking stuff and they're, they seem cool. I don't know y'all niggas. Where y'all niggas coming from? Like, Yo, I know, I know I'm an introverse, uh, introvert. I know I'm uh Arizona verse INTP. I know, I, I I know, but yo, shout out, let me know because I'd be like, yo, where you come from? Like, can we chat? Yo, how That's you want to be my friend? Wonder, like, how, how am I, where do I know you? And it always feel embarrassed to be like, uh, how do I know you? Or do you just accept a follower as a follower and do go about your life? Mm. Do you be curious and be like, hey, I'd like to follow you back? So, since I enjoy this, I enjoy that. Please, you know, be advised of what the situation is. And since Arizona versus has thrown his fucking name branding out there at least four or five times in the show, you can always follow me at Soulpapo on my social medias. It's S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O on damn near everything. Dot Tumblr. Anything. Everything. Oh. So? And uh, last but not least, by the time this fucking show goes up, hit us up on fucking IBHMPodcast.com. I'm BlackEastMexican.com. Them shits is going somewhere. You'll be able to find us, like everything, and just fucking engage with us. And at the end of the day, the only thing that fucking matters is I'm black. He's Mexican. I don't know. Check his penis size. And if they didn't, if they didn't like how black holes are the control alt delete of the universe, um, what might they be, Papo? You probably the type. And I would hope that if you do enjoy us, you probably type, well, you know, I can't even fucking say because we talk shit, I'm switching around. You probably type to just live in total ignorance. And sometimes if you meet someone where, you know, they, they, they know the world is fucked, they're on their deathbed and you kind of have to lie. And this is a true story. Um, family had to lie to their, their dying father and tell them that um, Trump was finally impeached. 
and you went out peacefully. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. What I'm trying to say is, if you don't feel for that, and you looking at us and you judging, and you just being all types of nonsense, you probably racist. And I don't know what you're gonna listen to this. I don't know. I'll be trying to board. And uh, just uh, shout out to uh, Kim Drake. Uh, with the, ain't nobody praying for us. Go ahead and just just, just pray for us, cause uh, you know Illuminati rule that mind, soul, and body. Yo, take them prayers, yo. Take them prayers, yo. Keep it west, west, y'all. West, west. Until next time. <gasps> Whoa. I'm Millie. Rock on any. Oh, I post a bail? I'm out this motherfucker. I can go. Oh, fuck y'all. Hey, fuck the judge. Fuck the motherfucking district attorney, the prosecutor, and fuck you motherfuckers in the jury box. Fuck all y'all. Because I'm out of motherfucking bail. Y'all ain't never gonna see me this motherfucker again. Drop that shit out.
Hello there. So you liked Damn by Kendrick Lamar, huh? Well, today we're learning how to slap a pussy nigga and make it look sexy. You want to learn that, don't you? <laughs> I thought so. Well, let's learn. Step one, form your slap hand. Make sure to smooth out any uneven surfaces, making it silky smooth to smack fire out of a nigga. Step two, wash your hands, clean your tools, get all that gunk off, but remember, don't clean them too much because you are about to slap a nigga. Step three, apply a generous amount of olive oil to the slap hand. Distribute evenly. You want to make sure you get an even little coat going. Make sure your tool is properly lubricated and non-stick. Also, all of the essential oils are great for the skin, both of yours. Step four, apply chapstick. You don't want dry, crusty lips. When you make slap contact, you may want to yell things like, boom, nigga, or black out, or you got me fucked up. Step five, practice your follow through. Remember, the key is to go through the nigga's face, not slap the surface. So keep good form, and it looks like you're ready. Final step. Stand near your subject, cock back, and- What the fuck you thought? I ain't no pussy-ass nigga. I don't know what you thought this was, playboy. Oh, yeah. If you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you're racist. Fuck your feelings, though. <laughs> yeah.